do it. Hello, General Kenobi. Hello, Charles. There is no way in hell we're going to review this movie again. <laughs> this is what you get. Because fuck this movie. It sucks. If once we get up to a su- subscriber threshold and people demand it, uh, then we can revisit re- revisit the movie. Yes, if we get fifty regular unique listeners, fifty—that's all I'm asking. <laughs> I can then start shilling for Walmart, and we will give you a fully updated episode that covers this horrible piece of shit. I promise. That was a horrible promise. If only those two could see us now. We've come so far. (laughs) Surrounded by a Scrooge McDuck style (laughs) vault of Legos. Oh, look who's on screen. It's Zero. (laughs) It's our now king. Yes. Zero is the highlight. Of the movie, I so I didn't listen to our our original episode on the theatrical release because it's really hard to get through. Yeah, it's very it's it's almost inaudible. It's so poor quality. What was our our initial opinion on Zero though? Like it wasn't harsh, but it was mostly kind of bewilderment. Well, I mean, he was a uh, Southern dandy. Yeah, of he's course. Based off of Truman Capote. Yes, we know that now. Yeah, but back I mean, but he's then, just, uh, I I don't know. I, at first, I was kind of like, what the fuck is this? I'm trying to remember your first reaction. That, that was my it. first reaction. I was yeah. like, what the hell is this? It's and I was just, just kind of taken aback by how ridiculous he is. It's just so out of left field. Yeah. But then, once you get him in the show, <laughs> oh! man, <laughs> he is a heavy hitter. Yeah. He's firing on all cylinders. Did we play Freebird for him when he passed? I think yeah, we so. Did. Yeah. He ain't flying Betrayed anywhere. Betrayed by his love. So, uh, welcome to the Clonecast. Welcome to the Clonecast. My name's Tom. I'm Adam. And what we do here is, we are revisiting that goddamn Clone Wars movie, as promised, as part of our sabbatical journey before we start Rebels on May the 4th. That is coming up. It's coming up, Big Daddy. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's going to be fun. How many, how many times have you watched I ha- I've, I stepped away for a little bit. I okay. haven't watched it for about a week, but I probably watched it 10 to 15 times. Yeah. If I'm being honest, yeah, ten to fifteen. Just tease it a little bit. Your, I'll watch it again tonight. Your initial takeaways. I mean, I, I told you I liked it. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it a little bit well, on the previous. People that bonus haven't episode. listened to previous sabbatical episodes, well, please go back. Yeah. Downloads are down. I know you guys want the regular stuff, but <laughs> this bonus is what you get. Um, so, Adam, we have a guest today. It is our first in studio guest. I think it's our first guest. Well, we've had the Athorian historian yeah. on. Yep. Um, speaking of which, we will. Uh, we got to talk about that. Yes. We got to get the Holy Trinity together for uh, the Rebels episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but why don't you, you, it's your guess. So you go ahead. So, my little brother Sam is actually in studio. Say hi, Sam. Hi. What's going on? Star Wars, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm probably just, uh, I'm like, I'd say Adam's probably more nerdy than me when it comes to Star Wars. A thousand percent. Yeah. Well, Sam walks in, and he's got some Air Jordan 11s on, so I immediately (laughs) was like, okay, so he's the cool brother. (laughs) You know, that's fine. Yeah. It doesn't take much to be the cool brother when you have me as an older brother, though. I think you're a cool guy. Yeah. Well, you're great. I'm cool in my own right. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. We're, we're like hybrid cool. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm cool in the sense that I don't give a shit what people think. Well, I think that's the definition of cool. Yeah. Yeah, you're the Fonz. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to smoke, baby. Hey. <laughs> uh, but uh, in other news, someone had a birthday. That is true. Happy birthday, Adam. Hey, thank you. Was it two days ago? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was Monday. This is we're recording this on Wednesday. Yep. Um, so I did get you a gift. And I told you you didn't have to, but yeah. I appreciate it. Now, uh, we'll get to the other Ooh, gift here. Fancy it's, wrapping paper. Yeah, uh, it's wrapped in swaddling clothes because Clone <laughs> Castanova Mo set us up with something. Oh. Uh, so I wrapped it in this, so we'll talk about that in the mailbag segment. Okay. But um, we'll talk about the shirt in the mailbag oh. segment. Go ahead and okay. that bad boy up. Unwrap first. Oh! It's a good one. Where did you find this? Target! No way! They had two of them. Holy shit! I bought them both. Oh my god! The, the top of the packaging was not great. It, it was it's like flimsiest plastic kind of. They didn't do a good job with that, but that's a good find. Oh, I still think it's it's very good. And if you look up there, you'll also find another one next to Cody that I found. Where's Cody? Right up there on the top. Uh, yeah. No, this wall. Oh, oh above oh. Mega Man. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so same one. Yeah, but then look further to the right. The other one that I found there, they oh, had some good ones. Who is that? I can't make it out. It's just a 501st Trooper. Oh. Still, okay. I was like, this is at Target? So, yes. A, I was a, shocked. A Dark Revan. Darth Revan. We, ha- we, we haven't even. Oh, yeah. But a like, Dark Darth Revan. Yeah. Dark Darth Revan. Because we have the. We, we have, the, have the Jedi Knight Revan. We have the redeemed version. Yes. yes. But now this is the new one that I think it just came out recently. Oh. But yeah, they had two of them at Target. I was looks, blown away. That looks really cool. It's a good one. Thank you. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. What? I'm not going to not buy those. I know. So, uh, happy birthday. Well, thank you. Yeah. Also, so should we... Uh, I got. I stopped by Hot Comics on the way over. Should, oh, you did? Should we play the thing? Yeah, we can play the thing. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on. Get to it. I would like to see the baby. Perhaps the archives are incomplete. My grandpa always told me, don't watch your credits. Watch your health. Mark! Mark! A fine addition to my collection. All right. Collectible corner. Uh, So you took a little field trip, right? Yeah. Okay. I always stop by Hot Comics when I'm coming from the office here, because it's kind of on the way. Yeah. Um, didn't have much new, but they did have Black Series, uh, I don't even know what her formal name is, but the Ceremonial Leia, the Princess Leia from A New Hope at the very end when she's handing out the medals. Oh, she gives Chewie the shaft. Yeah, why doesn't Chewie get a medal? I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason. I like how they retconned it in Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Like, here, now that everybody's dead, Chewie. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go, bud. It's so stupid. Oh, man. They had a bunch of those, but I don't know. They were th- they were charging 30 bucks for them. So. You know what I should have got when they had it uh, was the Zeb. Yeah, I know. I'm regretting that, too, because places were lousy with Zebs for a while. Zeb's a beast. You watch those Rebel shorts yet? No, not yet. Come on. I know. Do something with I've had life. a couple of busy weeks. <sighs> this next week's going to be busy, too. Sam, you got to talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give him a pep talk here. Um. So okay. So did you get anything there though? No, uh, nothing at all. No. But I did see the owner, your your favorite guy, the 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 Bowie, the tall guy with the long the, hair, the Bowie guy, yeah, the yeah, Bowie yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He loves Bowie. And as we were walking out, he was like, "Thanks for coming in, guys." 
So nice. Yeah. You know what they got there? They got a lot of cool like collectibles that I would like. The ones that are behind the register up top. Yes. They got yeah, a they lot do. of cool like statue. What do they call them? Like PVC statues or whatever. Yeah. My problem with those though is like because they they're in the same packaging as the high end action figures. Like you know the ones that we were talking about before in the previous episode that you could the like, uh, the hot the hot toys collectibles? hot toys collectibles yeah. they're hot like the hot toys action figures and the like busts are exactly in the exact same packaging so I can't tell what's what sure I don't know I don't get it I don't get it we should crack open that hyper real Vader oh yeah yeah I I have an open one oh you do I don't know if that's the one or if that one's at home but. I okay. do have a hyper real. Oh, that's one of the two things you've actually brought home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're not hiding from Bree. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I bring my Legos home at least. Oh uh, yeah, all the Black Series that remains a secret. Oh, I don't know whose is who anymore. I know. I, I, I mean, sp- I got a fair idea of which ones are mine. Like, I know which heavy hitters are mine. I got a spreadsheet somewhere. Like my 50th so. anniversary Clone Wars ones. Those four are mine. What are you talking about? I got those ones. I'm joking. <laughs> the hell out of here with that. You ain't touching those. That's my clone pilot <laughs> hawk. Yes. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, not, I don't have a ton of collectible corner stuff. Well, actually I do. Yes, you do. Okay. So, uh, you know, I had mentioned in previous episodes, I was embarrassed to mention it, but I did mention it that I bought the UCS Star Destroyer. 4,784 piece set. It is a beast. Um, and, you know... Uh, I just decided to crack her open one day, and I got it done in about five, six days. Um, you know, I poked it, I poked at it here or there. The nice thing working from home is if it's slow, man. I just because <laughs> I build in the office. That's where the Clonecast Studio for Lego Excellence is. Yeah. Why do I have a Goodreads update from you? Every time I get a Goodreads update from you, I have to laugh. Let's see. It gives out Goodreads updates for me. Adam marked Year of the Rabbit as one to read. Oh, I've heard that's good. I like how your picture's Phil Spector. <laughs> In court for murder. <laughs> um, but no, I uh, it's nice because if it's slow, you can just, you know. Oh, I got the yeah, Clonecast yeah. Studio for Lego Excellence there. I turn my phone volume all the way up. I actually turn on the monitor. Yep. So if, if a call comes through, I just turn around yeah. put the you know you know they sell things now that like you set your mouse on oh yeah and it slowly revolves it just yeah. so your like computer doesn't go into sleep mode yeah no i just do the turn every now and then and yeah, just yeah, give yeah. It a, yeah 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 <laughs> you know, give a little shake <laughs> but no i mean i would say it took me i don't know i w- i should have counted but 19 bags there's a lot of small pieces i'm gonna say 16 to 20 hours it took me All right it's your big boy. Yeah. This thing's fucking huge. It's gigantic. It's massive. Sam, what were your initial impressions? Well, uh, Brock Lesnar's thigh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. Oh. And just the detail on it and like, I don't know. Uh, what's the uh, Princess Leia ship next to it called? Yavin the, 4. Uh, yeah, the Yavin 4. Oh, wait. That's <laughs> no, Tantum. Oh, no, Yavin yeah. 4 is where the base yeah, is. That's yeah, that's where the base is. Yeah, we were just... talking Yavin 4 earlier, so I got Yavin on my mind. And then we started discussing like, oh, you could get a, uh, you could get a little Millennium Falcon. It's like, oh, get a Slave One, get some asteroids, oh, Death yeah. Star. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's re- really, really cool. It's all coming together. Yeah, we were talking. They make those tiny, tiny mocks that you can get of the ships, and if you surround this thing with those guys, that would be something to behold. Yeah. Now the thing with this one is the the one beef I have, I would give it like a nine out of ten. Um, the one beef I had. It's so big that it is not functional at all. 
it is strictly for display and oh, you have yeah. to have a lot of room. So like the bridge piece and stuff, they're not loose. Like they're if you're not touching it, it holds its place, but like if you touch it they're, you know, they move a little bit. I feel like every single one of the UCS sets have some kind of piece that's like that though. They're yeah. for looking, they're not for playing. So like yeah. the, if you pick them up, like something is prone to like break yeah. off of it. No, but I mean if you, when you you know, we knew this was going to be big. I honestly, I don't think I put a picture online. I don't think the picture does it justice. <laughs> like you have to be in front of it looking at it to really get like the width of it's the gigantic. rear of it. Yeah. It is massive. Yeah. It is a huge set. It's probably about 4 feet long. We could we could hang it from the ceiling. That might be cool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what we should do? We should get a smaller one and tie it to like the fan and watch it fly around. Yeah, have you been seeing that TikTok trend? No, is that a thing? They've been tying water bottles to ceiling fans and blindfolding like a group of people. And you have to like duck. And then the bottle hits somebody and hilarity ensues. Okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah, people getting hurt is always funny. Yeah, really America's is. Funniest Stone videos really set the standard for that sort of thing. <laughs> you know? Yep. Rest yeah. in peace, Bob Saget. He was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is a beauty. Uh, if you haven't, I did post a picture on the Twitter that you can see. Um, and it is, I don't know. I mean, also only two minifigs and they're just kind of Imperial officers. That's crazy to me because yeah. the AT-AT comes with like, I don't know, eight snow troopers or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing about this is first bag, it's, you're actually building the stand and then you build the base on the stand. Like, it's so big that you have to build the stand first. And that was the exact opposite of when I built the Slave 1 UCS. The stand was the last bag. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just due to the dimensions of it and how it's got the, you know, like the uh, sloped diagonal yeah. bottom. Like, you couldn't set it down, really, on its it, and build properly. So, um, but yeah, it, it is a hell of a set. Um, highly recommended. Um, spendy. So uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, it is. It costs a pretty. Penny. Make sure you want to. If you want to dip your toe in this water, make sure you're. You know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Here. But I mean, as far as like a display set, I mean, this thing really. It it's is something else. It is crazy though that like when it comes to color variety, is there like every exterior piece is the exact same color yeah like all for whatever reason they put colored pieces on the inside of it yeah but so there's a lot of large plate pieces and one of the things that they do to compensate for just the pale blue gray nature of this thing is just a lot of tiny little pieces um and it's, so it's not boring even though it is one color yes the interior they used a lot of colors on the interior to help you build if it was all gray you would have like you'd be lost so many times <laughs> especially this time of the year in minnesota you would have hung yourself in your garage <laughs> <laughs> it would have been that depressing if every single piece was the same color yeah word on the streets is it sucks outside lately <laughs> yeah. i i don't want to talk about the weather but this shit sucks <laughs> yeah, i know this is the worst spring ever. It has I been, have seen the sun twice in a month. It has been torrential. Like, it, is, it has just yeah. been ongoing for the last two weeks. And the thing is, we've been getting like dustings of snow. And then we also get like, I don't know, 35 degree weather. So today is like, oh, high of 48 or something. But it rained the entire yeah. day. It's just miserable, man. It's hilarious, though, because every time the sun does come out, and it's even like 42 degrees. It feels great. Everybody's in their yard. Yeah. Like everybody 
Your neighbor. We haven't even talked about your neighbors yet. Oh, yeah, they got a whole thing going on there. <laughs> Sam, did you look at the neighbor's yard? What is going on in the neighbor's yard? Did I you look I at it? Know, I didn't see. What is oh, it? Oh, you didn't? Okay. It's Well, I mean, they got a ping pong table out there. For some reason, <laughs> a, there's just a bunch. And this is the front yard. There's a bunch of chairs. We've talked about it before. But the newest addition is a wheelchair. A wheelchair? They have a wheelchair. And I was like, what the hell is a wheelchair doing? They're not injured. It's just a wheelchair. And we, it's been windy, so it got knocked over. So there's just this <laughs> wheelchair laying on the side in the front yard. <laughs> Your and I was no, I was going to tell your neighbors, you last time. Your neighbors are trying to make their beanbag matches completely ADA <laughs> accessible. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I was walking Ahsoka the other day, and I turned the corner, and they're doing some like jackass thing with the wheelchair. <laughs> like I see them from like a half block away in the street, the cross street there, and they're just like pushing a guy and filming it, <laughs> <laughs> and like he's just going fast. And I. I don't know what they were going for because he didn't wipe out or anything. They're just, but they were filming it on their phone. Like, there's like four of them. <laughs> One of them was in the wheelchair, and they were like pushing him around and like throwing him. Making a TikTok. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, but nothing that exciting happened. Yeah, they they're just, trying to go viral. What What's exciting about a 25 year old man being pushed in a wheelchair? Hey, when Johnny Knoxville did it in 2002, everybody thought it was the greatest. Thing yeah, in but the world. he like flew off a two story building or yeah, something. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're just pushing it down the street. What I want to know is like where that thing came from and how dark that story is going to get. Yeah, <laughs> like if someone's grandma did pass. Yeah, and didn't leave them anything in the will. Like, but they were able to make out with a wheelchair, and yeah. this is their like way to justify it. Oh, and their new German Shepherd. Uh, jumps the fence now what to go out ahsoka yeah literally has jumped the fence three times oh my god so they had to put a muzzle on it um and and then he comes over after the last time they put a muzzle on it and he comes over and he's like yeah i'm just gonna put her down man and i was like what i was like do not put the dog down does my mom have a long lost son <laughs> what does my mother have a long lost son what's that <laughs> like I'm just gonna put this dog down because oh, yeah. it doesn't meet expectations. Yeah, and so I was just like, no, don't do that. Just, just you know, you had the muzzle on. You can't bite, can't bite Ahsoka. You know, it, the muzzle's on. Like I just broke it up. You got her out of there. It's fine. I was like, just put her on a leash. That's what I. Ahsoka's not gonna jump any fences, but I put her on the leash in the backyard because she snuck out one day. She got out somehow, but I put her. I was like, just get a thing that you tie into the ground and put her on a leash so she can't jump the fence. I, I'm like literally like talking this guy. I was like, dude, you know, is, I was like, is she good with people? And he's like, yeah, you know, she's really good with people. I mean, she barks when people show up and stuff. And I was like, well, apparently it was his dad's dog and his sister just recently had a kid and the dog growled at the kid a couple times. So they had to get it out of there. Um, So I was like, but I was like, are you good with people, though, like adults. It's like, yeah, it's great. And I was like, well, don't no. Don't do that. You're I mean, uh, it's fine. We can work around it. I don't want the dog to, you know. Your neighborhood is slowly becoming Mandalore. Darth, yeah. Darth Maul, the dogs jumping Ahsoka. Yeah. It's Mandalore. It's insane. Yeah, that's nuts. Is, yeah. that, is that the thing that, like, a few weeks ago you had an experience where you had, like, a dark day and you had to, like, Oh, no, that, so Ahsoka, like, ate that chicken bone that was in their yard or whatever. Oh, that was one day, yeah. But did, wasn't there another interaction? Well, I was walking her in just, you know, in the neighborhood here, and I walked by this, I was just, 
she was up in the skies like barely like just sniffing in his yard and it's like i'm gonna pick up anything that she does but he's like riding up on his bicycle it's like this house a couple blocks away okay and he's just like get that fucking dog out of my yard and what i was the like hell i was like dude i was like i was and i'm just calm i'm just like hey man i got a bag and he just keeps cutting me off just yelling me down probably for like two <laughs> minutes as i'm trying to explain i have a bag if she does anything i'll pick it up but he's like you fucking white people this and that. <laughs> he called me a cracker like five times <laughs> I love it because knowing you, you were probably like, all right, I had that one coming. <laughs> like, you're giving him some kind of partial credit for that. I was just, I just kept being like, hey, man, I got a bag, dude. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to let her, like, I'm not going to leave shit in your yard. But I could not get a word out. I would start to talk and I'm even holding up the plastic bag, like, I got this, you know. <laughs> he just kept cutting me off. I got called a cracker like 10 times. <laughs> He's like, you fucking white people keep walking through my yard <laughs> with your dogs. I keep telling, I'm like, Dude, I've, like, never walked by your yard. There's like, no sidewalks in this neighborhood. Where are you supposed to walk? I mean, you live in a neighborhood. Yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. People walk their dogs, and it's on them that you'd hope they pick up their crap. Yeah. Like, sorry. Sorry, dude. Like, Ugh. so that was an interesting interaction. Sure. So I'm not walking down that road anymore. <laughs> I go different ways. <laughs> and Ahsoka, very good girl, though. Like, right when he started yelling at me. Like, she barked, and I was like, no, and she stopped. Nice. Yeah, good girl. She's um, a good doggy. Yeah, so that was, uh, th- that was like, the same day or day after. Okay. And then later that day, or it was the next day, I don't know, that's when the, the neighbor's shepherd jumped the fence the first time. Because they're always barking at each other when, when they're oh, out there, gosh. but it figured out, oh, I can jump this fence. And so all of a sudden I hear a commotion. I'm like, oh, great, they're barking at each other. So I go out there, and no. They're meleeing, and Ahsoka got cut. Um, she got a little cut, and this and that. And so it wasn't like play fighting; it was real fighting. Oh no, it it was aggressive fighting. Oh, Jesus, they don't like each other. Um, and then at you know, and then I was like, I just put him on a leash. And then the next time, it, I think it happened again. And then the next time, they had a muzzle on, and that's fine. I mean, can't bite Ahsoka. Then I mean, she can bite it, but yeah. hey, it's my yard, you know. So. Um, but, it, but then, then he came over and he's like, yeah, I don't know. He's just, it uh, is weird. Like I've heard so many things about, cause I love German shepherds and like our dog Toby was a black lab German shepherd mix. And like, that's what I would want again. Yeah. And I've all, I've heard so many mixed stories about German shepherds. Like they're either the greatest, most loyal, well-behaved dogs ever, or they're like this guy who's like vicious and is going to tear someone's throat out. Well, I mean, it's a it, you know, it's good with people. Yeah, it's just re- it's a territorial thing, probably. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. Like in, we we recently had um, uh, Izzy hadn't been to the vet in a while. Our cat, so we had a, a house call. We had some vets come to the house because last time Bree tried to take her to the vet, didn't think, go well. I think she like smelled other like stuff that freaked her the fuck out, and like nothing could get done. Um, so we had like a house call basically from the vet and they came and like checked her out <laughs> they also prescribed a sedative to like like calm her down before they got there yeah Damn. i took a couple of them they're they're pretty nice you took um, them <laughs> no i'm oh, okay. <laughs> but um ah, we have the same affliction <laughs> but they were they were talking about uh, that dog that <laughs> yeah. has the cough he and the he same cough. Them, yeah we have the same affliction he's taking dog pills but the uh the vet asked us, they were like, oh, are you guys planning on getting any other pets? And we eventually want to get a dog once we, like, completely fence in our yard. Um, 
And she was like, okay, what kind of breeds are you thinking about? And we we're like, I don't know. We both really like black labs and shepherds. And she's like, okay, um, just no huskies, no Dalmatians. And we were like, what? And she was like, yeah, just no huskies, no Dalmatians. Everything else is you're, you'll you'll probably be good. And we were like, why do they like not get along with cats? And the vet just like no bullshit was like, no, they'll just kill them. Like those those breeds, they'll kill your cat. It's like I don't know if this is like a personal history yeah. with you or if there is some professional experience, but there's got to be. She now was I do very adamant about like these specific breeds of dogs do not put around your cat. Uh, when I lived with cousin Joe, remember cousin Joe, my friend? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I rented out a room. You know, I rented out his parents' house for a bit. Uh, he ended up getting like a Dalmatian mix, um, and they had a cat. Um like a year after I left. So I wasn't there when this happened, but yeah, like dog lived with the cat for a year. And then all of a sudden just one day, just no way. Yeah. They had to put the cat down. (gasps) They, they gave the dog up to, you know, like a family that, you know, could take it and all right so this is all anecdotal evidence but this vet well i mean there's gotta some... be there you know there's gotta be a dalmatian living peacefully with a bunch of cats at a house somewhere mm-hmm. right now or a husky you know um now ahsoka black lab like when tigger was here oh she was great, great yeah and sadie was great with the cats yep. too so i don't know labs are very genial well and we brought we brought izzy up to Bree's parents and Bree's parents have a labradoodle and a purebred lab yeah and both of them were like the Labradoodle was a puppy, so it was very energetic and big. So it yeah. would like try to like play with Izzy and it would freak her out. But the Labrador was like old and very docile. Yeah. And was completely okay with her. So. Yeah. I think the thing is with the dogs, like with, with dogs, I'm just, you know, you tell them once, like, no, leave them alone. Yeah. You know, and they get it in the house. Like if, if Ahsoka or Sadie had saw a cat outside, like they, they're like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. But in the house, they know it's a friend you know for sure so yeah um what are we talking that was a weird collectible corner yeah we really got off track so yeah uh the uh, ucs star destroyer that's a big christmas ham (laughs) that's that's your big boy so i know you've been talking about getting another ucs and you're thinking about going back before getting a new one because you're talking about the Falcon. Yeah, I mean, that's a big investment, though. Yes, it is. So I'll probably get one of the... That's quite a few Uber rides yeah, to I, save up that I'd much. have to hit the Uber up. Uh, I'll probably do A-Wing next. That's more manageable price. Yeah. And it's one that I've wanted. So I think that will be the next route, but right. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, you know, my dad stopped by to watch the Timberwolves game. Oh, yes, I was going to ask you about that. So it, you know, it went good. It went good. Um, he didn't bring up politics until like the fourth quarter, <laughs> so that was good. Um, but I do have another gift for you for your birthday. So oh boy, close your eyes. All right, take that. All right, and take this. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Palm Sunday when my dad came over. So he brought me palms from church. And he also brought me this little wooden cross. It looks like it was glued together by first graders. <laughs> it may have been. I don't know. Maybe it was like school project. No, or this something. is good because I didn't have anything that was wedged between my sun visor and the <laughs> roof of my car. So this will be perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that was more of a joke gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, my dad wants me to hang the cross in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and you can bet we're doing that. So where should we put it? 
Oh, we could put it up by Linda. Yeah. So whenever you think impure thoughts about Linda, oh, got Jesus, looking you got down Jesus at me. looking down at you yeah. to guide you in the yeah. right direction. Or if, or we could like find the most demonic Darth Maul picture possible and just yeah. hang it next to that. Just or, watch a, watch uh, a vortex to another dimension rip open. Up by uh, Jesus Obi Wan. Yeah, there. I have a Jesus Obi Wan eight by eleven picture. Yeah, holding a lamb. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll put it somewhere. Yeah, but it's fun. So I got palms and I got a wooden cross. Uh, I those, also got those Catholics every now and then. I mean, God, just out of nowhere. He was like, now, let me ask you something serious. <laughs> and it's always this. You're not getting any of that stuff on the Internet, are you? That porn? And I'm like, dude, it's just dad. No. You're like, no, dad, I'm having sex with floozies from Hinge. <laughs> yes. I'm not I, I'm not doing any porn. <laughs> yeah. No, just lots of, uh, you know, premarital sex. Yes. Um, but no, so that's a uh, one uncomfortable question that he asked me. Nice. Um, I do remember one time when I was over there, they gave me like this long article, probably from like a, whatever the Catholic news sites are. I, yeah, sure. It was a long article editorial about porn and yep. what it's doing. And uh, I don't know. We should read it on the pod sometime. I still have it somewhere. <laughs> I've never read it. But like they're like, yeah, we, you know. We want you to read this and understand, you know, if you ever get into that, it's a very dark path and this and that. And it's like, man, I should tell him more about my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you really should. Yeah. Hey, you know, my ex-girlfriend, he never met her. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, it, we dated like six months. And oh, we were, okay. You know, uh, it just never lined up that we, you know, we were, um, we were going to go to dinner with them in June, but we broke up like a week before that. So it just didn't okay. happen. But, I mean, she was a stripper at the time. Yeah. Um, then the pandemic hit, and she began doing acting of sorts. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I should tell him all about that. <laughs> well, Dad, oh, you know. No, I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You can um, still look at the thumbnail. That's not. Uh... Yeah, you hover over the thumbnail. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. As long as it's low res. Jesus is okay with yeah. that. Jesus is fine with low res. <laughs> yeah. It's when you actually click it and begin streaming. Then that's when it's become problematic. That's crossing a line. Yep. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, that was an interesting question that he posed to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the politics <laughs> stuff. Um, I had to, uh, you know, I, I tried to explain, like, uh, gender and identities to him. Um, How'd that go? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. It yeah. is what it is. Oh, yeah. He's old and 80, and I, he's not going to get it. Well, I'm sure even a progressive 80-year-old uh, would have some slip-ups when it came to correct. Yeah. I mean, he listened to what I was saying. Yeah. Um, but the reason I was discussing it with him is because my stepsister's, um, well, he was a son, came out now uh, as trans yeah. and identifies as a woman. And so, as you know, any listeners can uh, guess, it's caused quite a bit of strife um, at my father's household. Yeah. Not, uh, you know, they don't, uh, they're not on board with it, I would say. I could see how your dad... And so what? The, the... <laughs> your 80-year-old Catholic father has a hard time wrapping his head around this. I can understand that. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you've, you know, you've 80 years, <laughs> yes. you know, and then... 
This is something that, you know, in, in his formative years, it's not something that he ever came to understand. Sure. Um, so I was just, I'm just trying to get him to a place of, you know, just, you know, if, if my name, I, I started really small. I was like, <laughs> yes. let's say I wanted to change my name to Todd. I, and so I'm just doing the bare minimum here. We're still going yep. T.O., you know, and then I'm just changing up a couple letters. Yep. But I was like, I would assume whether you named me Tom, I would assume that, you know, you may not be happy that I changed my name. But I would hope that you'd respect me and call me Todd, you know, and I, you know, that's that's where I started with it. It's yes. like, I'm just like. Whether, you know, when it comes to I'm never going to get him to approve of this. So I'm just trying to get him to a point of being like respectful to the person and their wishes. Yeah. So well, when it comes to bringing people over to the correct side, um, it I don't know. It can always like I've run into situations, too, where it's like it can come off almost as insulting to make certain things. Make certain things like that because it's like this is who they are. They yeah. they are a woman, and they're just finally becoming that person in their physical body. So, like, I can see f- from their perspective being like, "No, that's just your name. That's not that's not who you are." But to argue an eighty year old Catholic man to like bring him over even an inch or two you have to do what you did which is just like bare minimum yeah, stuff yeah and i can understand the argument from you know trans people where they're like i shouldn't have to argue yes! at all and i yeah. completely agree with it but as somebody who fashions themselves an ally and i have people in my life that are very conservative mm-hmm. i i know what i can push him towards yes and I, you know, and I know, and so now that there is a person, you know, I don't, I don't know them well, but now that there's a person in this family that is trans and identifies as a woman, like there's going to be interactions there inevitably. And so like, if I can just get him to a place of like respect for that person's wishes. Yeah. You can't ask, I, you know, Ex- I can't tell people how to feel. If you, As long as there's expo- respectful exposure to something you don't understand, typically it results in positive yeah, well, yeah. results. Typically, yeah. Just if you meet people that are different than you, then yeah. good things tend to happen. Yeah, people fear what they don't understand, and the best way to understand something is to like walk right up to it and experience it. Yeah. So. It's just so funny to me, like conservatives, like just like, you know, like if I was five years old and I wanted to play with a Barbie doll when I was five, they would have been like, no, you're a boy. You can't do that. It's like you don't see how this is a social construct. (laughs) Like that's literally what they're like. Oh, oh, you know, you you want to you know, you wanted to you want to play with a Barbie doll. You're not a girl. You're a boy. You have to do this. It's like I can still be a guy and play with a Barbie doll. Yeah. Because it's a social construct. Yeah. Oh, you're wearing pink? What are you, a girl? No. Yeah. I like pink. Well, also. Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I do love the fact, I feel like we're more and more getting to the point where, like, I don't know if millennials are just fucking exhausted, but if, like, I had a kid and they were like, I'm going to play with a Barbie, and 
my kid was born of born with male genitalia, I'd be like, yeah, go ahead, knock yourself out. I don't get, I don't, I don't fucking care. Why like, should you buy? I'll buy a Barbie. I'll buy a, a Obi Wan action figure. I'll buy a whatever. If you just solely want to play with Barbies, cool. That's no skin off my teeth. Cool. Yeah. No, it's and it's just it's just this kind of. You know, it's this societal culture thing that's been built in, like this manly, you know, you got to be a man, this and that, you know, it's just it's fucking horseshit. But but it really, I mean, they just, they can't wrap their minds around gender being a social construct when they, like, tout that shit endlessly. Oh, yeah. Like, they're the ones that have made it a social construct. Well, they're the ones that define, like, what is for a boy and what is for a that's girl. That's the biggest it's thing just... going on with the, like, the Florida don't say gay bill. It's like everybody has a problem mentioning even homosexuality in school to like second graders who by this point know what gay is and but they have absolutely no issue with some aunt going up to their their daughter when she's in kindergarten and being like you are so beautiful do you have any boyfriends yeah like or like how they fucking insane yes or like they do it all the time too like you could see probably like i guarantee you there's videos that get shared on Facebook by these boomers where it's like two four-year-olds, like a boy and a girl holding hands. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they, oh, oh, he's, he's a lady killer. He's a little heartbreaker. <laughs> like, what? He's like, fucking four. It's like, what is wrong with you two? <laughs> Gosh, you're fucking weird. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yeah. The same but, people that have issue with having open and honest conversations yeah. about gender and sexuality are the same people that have no issue with, like, child beauty pageants. Think about it this way. Which this is law, fucking insane! Yeah. Just think about some of the literature that under this law, you could just not even broach. Like, so much like Shakespeare and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, you could not even go there. Like, but just, like, take it from their perspective. Like, let's say I said this to them. I said... Okay, so we can't broach any kind of topics dealing with gender identity or any kind of like, uh, you know, I, I don't know the, the details of the law. Yes. But, um, you know, you can't talk about like, I'm sure you can't be like, oh, some there's some gay couples out yes. there. Like sometimes a man loves another man. Like, I'm sure that you cannot say that in Florida in a public According school. to this bill, I think that's off the table. Yeah. So, but it's just think about it this way then. Like, you could, I can flip it on them. I could say, oh, you got sixth graders reading the diary of Anne Frank? Huh. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? She has a crush, and she talks openly about her crush on the boy that lived in the attic as well. Can you read that? Yeah. I mean, we if you want to play this fucking game, we can do it all day. Oh, there's already teachers that have started doing stuff like that. Well, it's, they're it's, like, just, it's, it's absurd. They've, they've said, like, well, I'm not allowed to gender, quote, unquote, students, yeah. so I'm not going to call your child a male even though you think yeah, he's a I'm male. not allowed to discuss gender identity. Yeah. And then they have an issue with that. And it's like it's so it's so fucking blatant at this point. It's so obvious that they just they don't want gay people and trans people to exist. And they're doing everything in their power to get them out of their minds and not have to think about them. And it's fucking pathetic. It really is. It's come down to <laughs> It's this so point. funny like oh yeah, we're going to we're going we're gonna to make sure that you can't even talk about it in public schools. Yeah. Like, you think that's going to do anything other <laughs> yeah. than just make a make people depressed? Make people kill themselves? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Yes. It's so small-minded. I know. It's like, hey, first of all, it's not like we're talking about fucking some of this stuff with second graders in the first place. 
But if like there's a gay teacher and the kid sees a picture of, of them with their partner and asks who it is, what they have to say? Oh, that's my friend. Also, you know, 90, like that's just insulting also, to that teacher. Ninety percent of the time, when you fuck it, ninety-five percent of the time, when you talk to a child, even like five years old. And they have a question about homosexuality and you give an explanation that's just like, oh, yeah, sometimes some men are attracted to other men and some girls are attracted to other girls. And that's perfectly fine. You can give a perfectly like G rated explanation. Ninety five percent of the time that kid goes, huh, OK, and turns around and walks away because yeah, it's a fucking kid. Yes, they don't give a shit no kids are still fucking bored it's school it's not like anybody is holding everything sacrosanct yeah now i also kind of curious about what does this do for like public school sex education then because oh, i mean they don't when want you get that... in like seventh or eighth grade that's when i took sex ed yeah they don't want that to begin with okay they only want abstinence only sex ed so well birth rates are about to skyrocket <laughs> in florida <laughs> <laughs> Ten years from now. Just- that is the most <laughs> obvious data on the fucking planet. Is any, any place that has abstinence-only education, teenage pregnancies through the fucking roof. Yeah. And as somebody that, uh, as we know, my dad's very Catholic. Yes, he is. Uh, my mom, not so much um, anymore. Um, but uh, I went to a Catholic private school for grade school. That's where my mom was my principal. And then I went to a Catholic high school. I can tell you one thing. We did a lot of drugs. We had a lot of sex. All right? <laughs> and yeah. we went to church every Friday at that fucking school. Abstinence education does not work. No, it doesn't. Kids not. get horny. All right? Yep. So just give up that pipe dream. It's fucking insane. Hey, man. We just, you know, you know. Um, well, separ- the, the, hey. The other, thing, the other thing that's just fucking bonkers to me is, okay, the biggest thing on their agenda is they hate abortion. They want to outlaw abortion. You want to do the two things, th- three things that would help uh, limit abortion completely? Easily accessible uh, birth control. Hand out free condoms and birth control. Uh, more sex sex education. And just more exposure to those conversations. Yeah. Like, those are the things that will prevent... Like, plan B. Hand out plan B like they're fucking M&Ms yeah. in high schools. Yeah. That'll stop abortions. Oh, man. When they started selling those at Walgreens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those plan B. We're taking uh, a vacation. Bree and I are taking a vacation to Texas uh, this week. So we'll be down in Texas for uh, like five days or so. And my cousin lives in Austin. So I messaged her and I was like, do you need any plan B? I I wrote her. I said, if I loaded up a carry on with plan B, do you think I could pay for the entire trip? She was like, possibly. Oh, man. Just I don't know. It's it's just crazy to me. I mean, really, when you boil it down, all they talk about is freedom, this freedom, that Um, freedom on their terms. Yeah. Freedom on their terms is what it is. So if you're if you're straight. You can have uh, this certain amount of freedom. If you're straight and white, you get this amount of freedom. If you're a straight, white, rich, rich guy. Wow. Oh, you are the freest motherfucker on the planet yeah, in this you country. Could, you could punt a cat off a bridge <laughs> and they give you a slap on the back. Like, wow, you really laid into that cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyways, thoughts, Sam. Any yeah. thoughts on <laughs> Sam, to remind you, this is a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. This is what tends to happen. So... This is a terrible time to mention I am a huge Republican. 
<laughs> what? No, 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 uh, no, no oh, not man. at all. That would be yeah. weird, wild, wacky stuff. <laughs> no. On the, on the way over here, Sam did say, because I mentioned uh, uh, someone pissing off Ben Shapiro, and Sam was like, oh, my God, I love listening to Ben Shapiro. And for a second, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Sam was like, he's such a nerd. Like, yes! listen to him. It's fucking hilarious. He is a nerd. That guy's the biggest virgin of all time. <laughs> he just is. He's just, yeah. oh, my gosh. His, like, just looking at him, you can just tell. Like, he's a geek. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, and it's like, I'm a nerd. We've, we're talking about we're yeah. nerds. Yeah. I mean, just look around. But, like, he's like... I would say a nerd is a person that it has nerdy hobbies and, you know, whatever, traditional yeah. nerdy, nerdy hobbies. So, you know, nerddom is a social construct, by the way, as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's then there's, like, the Ben Shapiro nerd. And that's just, like, I was just boring. It's like a... He's literally, like, a graham cracker. Like, that's... <laughs> like, here, I have a graham cracker. Wow. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's just boring. Well, and the, like, one thing that Sam said was, like, I think you said... Every single opinion he has or everything he says is wrong. And I had mentioned, too, I was like, you know what? There are people who everything they say is wrong, but at least they have showmanship. At least they have charisma. And, like, Ben Shapiro, everything he says he's, is wrong, and he can't say it without sounding like a fucking dweeb. Yeah, well, the thing is, he's just good at talking fast and sounding intellectual. And spouting a lot of random facts and numbers. Yes, there, there, there is a phenomena. If you talk fast enough and you use big enough words, people will think you're hyper intelligent. Um, also, if you're British, they think you're hyper intelligent just because <laughs> of your accent. Like, oh, this person's very sophisticated, and they could just be like, "Oh, blimey!" You know, like <laughs> <laughs> at least my school yeah. is in a Call of Duty map. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's they just be saying the dumbest shit, like. I walk into the wall today. You know, it's just like, oh my god, he's. This is a philosophical discussion. What does it mean that he walked into the wall? You know, it's like, no, he's just an asshole. That would be on America's Funniest Home Videos here. That's it. Anyways, um, where were we? Were we? You were, ask, you were asking Sam about his exposure to the Clone Wars. Oh, we were. I thought. No, I was just saying thoughts on the political oh, discussion yeah, we had yeah. there, oh, you yeah. know. And then he called himself a Republican. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Little did you know you were going to wind up on AM radio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is all talk, all the time. <laughs> AM 670. Um, we want to talk radio? We can talk about when I, went, I was an uh, intern at a radio station. Yeah, I pushed the buttons, and that was the right-wing Christian station, too. Oh. It was like the News Talk 11-something here. and It was called The Patriot. <laughs> and so they had the Patriot there, and then they had the Christian Talk station, and I interned on the Christian Talk uh, afternoon drive show. Um, uh, Lee and Jeff. Jeff and Lee in the afternoons. And um, the best caller was Jesse Ventura's brother would call in all the time and debate them. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse Ventura's brother, Jan, I believe his, his name's Jan, he would call in and debate them and, like, have arguments with them and he sounds like jesse and he probably thinks a lot like jesse brother you know <laughs> it was fun um that's one guy when i was even in my back in my like lib days when i was like your standard lib yeah uh, 
like I would hear like, oh, Jesse Ventura is suing the widow of Chris Kyle. Like back in my lib days, I was like, oh, that's a shame. Doesn't he have any kind of self-respect? Well, it's like a defamation trial, wasn't it? Now I look at that and I was like, Jesse Ventura is fucking awesome. Fuck that widow. He wasn't. Chris Kyle's a piece of shit. and So's that (laughs) widow. Fuck both of them. Jesse Ventura is 100 percent right. Well, he won that, didn't he? Yes, he did. (laughs) Chris Kyle's widow had to pay Jesse Ventura money after her husband got shot in the face. (laughs) Oh, man. You're enjoying that. You don't think it's funny? It's hilarious. (laughs) It it is funny. But like, what was it? He got the faint. Like he wrote a book. Apparently, Chris Kyle wrote in his book that he beat Jesse Ventura up or something like that. He said some story in his book. Oh, yeah. He said he like knocked him out or something. Yeah, And Jesse Ventura was like, no, that's not correct. And like he like had to like some judge was like, yeah, okay, you got to pay him money. So Chris Kyle's widow had to pay Jesse money. Well, that's the thing. You can't just write a book, you know, a, a, a nonfiction autobiography. Yeah. And be like, yeah, I beat up this celebrity. Yeah. You can't that's you can't say that stuff. Well, you can if that celebrity isn't Jesse Ventura and doesn't want to like go through the, the yeah. stir the pot, but Yeah, but no, I'm just he saying didn't like didn't know what he had in store for him. Yeah. But it's kinda like the Jay Peterman book. Kramer yeah. sold him all the stories yeah. and then he, he couldn't he be lost like yeah. legal right to him. <laughs> oh man. Uh do we have anything else we want to talk about? Uh I don't think so. Sam, anything else? Uh your ex-girlfriend. Oh, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe we should skip that part. <laughs> it's, I, it, it, I was just using it as an example. I'm not going to sit there and shout the name or promote any of the work. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, she's we get along great still. Like, I'll still chat with her. And, you know, she seems to be doing really well with it. And Is she still... Does she live here? Is she out in, like, LA? She goes between here and LA. Okay. And then she's going to be moving out there either to Vegas or LA. Probably in the next year once her lease is up. Good I for guess. her. Yeah, I'm happy for her. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I'm not going to like scream it. Did she listen to the podcast? No, I actually was like, maybe we should have you on sometime. Yeah. That'd be an interesting guest to have. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's something we can talk about. Sure. Um, But yeah. She's a big wrestling fan too, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, wrestling shoes. Yeah. Um, I sent her a picture of the big Lego. Yeah. She said it was cool. Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thumbs up. Um. But no, I mean we got a good relationship. I'll tell you that. Sam. Yeah, we're, that's nice. We're very friendly. We ended on amicable terms. It's um, nice when you can remain friends with your exes. I'm yeah, I'm cool for former lovers. Yes, um, I sure respect her a hell of a lot more than like the evangelical ex. Yeah, you know I do too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but she was nice. Oh, she was very nice. Just you know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we do have a mailbag. Should we get to that? Yes. All right. Which button do I have to hit here? Chibata. Message after the message. Greetings, exalted one. Allow me to introduce myself. Alright, mailbag. So we got some snail mail. Yeah. Um, so we are supporting the Amidal Initiative. Um, and Clone Castanova know if you've been checking the episode descriptions, and I've mentioned a few times. Uh, Clone Castanova Mo, she's got uh, the Sunshine Seekers. Uh, she, you know, got t-shirts, got a lot of cool stuff there. Um, so one of the t-shirts she was selling supports the Amidal Initiative. So um, I bought that t-shirt. So I got the Annie and Shmi t-shirt here. Shmi Skywalker. Aww. Um, but uh, Clone Castanova Mo also included some goodies for us. 
on shipping. So you got yourself a shirt there. Yeah. Um, let's read the letter, and then we'll talk about the stuff. So Tom and Adam, thanks for supporting our shop. I hope you love the Annie and Shmi. Enjoy the gifts. So for Tom, um, I have my Annie and Shmi shirt, but I also got a Rebel Training tee because it has Ahsoka Sabres, and shout out to my dog. So. Aww. Yeah, I got the Rebel Training Tee with Ahsoka Sabres on them. There we go. So that's cool. Um, and Adam, you got a Sith Training Tee. Um, you recently learned about the planet Korriban and therefore are now a Sith. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, now, she had it, uh, an extra one in double XL. Um, I said, you know, I've originally said, eh, maybe an XL for him. But then I said, you got a big old melon on there, so you got to... <laughs> You don't want to stretch, stretch out, out that, that neck, neck hole. hole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> more Seinfeld references. You can stretch out that neck hole. Um, can't wait for Rebels. Best Mo Jin, my stardust. Thank you so much. Yeah, we got the best fans. They're the best. But yeah, that will be in the episode description. Um, so, you know, we'll have the Amidal Initiative if you want to donate to that. Uh, we also will have a link to Mo's shop if you want to check out some Star Wars merch. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, you get the Shmi and Annie. Yeah. Um, you could support the Amidal Initiative and get a t-shirt. It's a great initiative. Yeah, it is. Um, so thank you so much, Mo. Um, it's very excited to get these in the mail, and we really appreciate the goodies. Did you know they were coming? Well, I guess you would. Well, I knew the yeah, shirt yeah, yeah, was yeah. coming, and I told her I had ordered the shirt, and she was like, oh, I'll throw something extra. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. I was wondering if a package just showed up, and you opened it, and you're like, how the hell did Mo get my address? <laughs> yeah. Man, a lot of people are getting my address. <laughs> We really got to set up that P.O. box. Everybody that's gotten my address so far, I'm fairly, I'm like 99% sure they're sane. Yeah. Um, If any one of them were to show up at your door, I'm fairly confident we'd be like, yeah, come on in. No, I mean, if like Mo showed up. Yeah. uh, Let's see, who's got my address? The Thorian Historian, The Thorian Historian has my address. Um, Mo has the address. Uh, Force Priestess has the address. Um, Who's coming to town? So she could. No, that's that's Kenobi, babe. Oh, sorry, I'm mixing up. Kenobi, babe, does not have my address. Kenobi, babe, I would trust you. Kenobi, okay. babe, seems very normal. Um, who are we? Oh yeah, Force Priest, Cold as Zach. Because now we <laughs> had the winners. We yeah, had the no, winners of yeah. the contest. So Cold as Zach, Force Priestess, uh, Rural Farm Rural Boy, Farm the official boy, retweeter yep. of the pod, has my address. And he's got that grief cargo. He's putting put him on the pallet jack. Yeah. <laughs> he's driving around that forklift. That is the best looking hood ornament. Yeah. Um, all of Eastern PA. So who else? So that's the... I don't know. We might have... Western oh, Regoba. Regoba. Regoba sent a Christmas card. Yes, Which was right. very nice of Regoba. I think that's everybody. I don't know. We got to get a P.O. box. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, this, this clone cast is out of control popular. Yeah. We're on a rocket ship to the moon. Yeah. Rocket ship. What do you think about that, Sam? Rocket ship. <laughs> Boom. There you go. <laughs> Take that, Putin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thanks so much, Mo. Uh, should we get into the episode? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Do it. Hello. General Kenobi. Hello, Charles. Oh! oh! I still had this in the downloaded, and I just wanted to hear it really quick. It's great. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, this is a good one. All right. For uh, for my birthday, Bree took me out to dinner um, this last weekend, 
to a new restaurant. We had great dinner, but then on the way home, we stopped by my favorite dive bar in St. Paul, and they got a Touch Tunes. Oh, oh. Did you I, hit this one up? I loaded that baby up with some Linda and then <laughs> brief followed it up with that one. I remember when the Touch Tunes app on smartphones first became a thing. Yeah, oh. that's what I'm talking about. Fire away, baby. Yeah. Fire away. I, ju- I found that out in Chicago, and I would go into like nightclubs with music pumping, and I would play uh, <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> I would play Sailing by Christopher Cross. That's, nice. That was the song. It's a good song. Yeah. And then Rainy song. Days and Mondays by The Carpenters. Ooh. Just nice. really bring the vibe down. Yeah. You really ought to own that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if people want to listen to their whatever, the only day techno I, the music. The only time I got into trouble is there was a dive that was one of my favorites in downtown Chicago. I think we went to that dive yeah. together. Rossi's. Yeah. It's just a hole in the wall. Yeah. The crowd can get kind of rough. And uh, it was like 3 a.m. and I played one day more. <laughs> 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 and the bartender was like, who the fuck keeps playing this shit? <laughs> not Broadway fans or what? No, apparently not. Okay. Well, you know, you can't please everybody. <laughs> yeah. Now, I actually, you know, not to get off topic, which we're going to do anyways. <laughs> I forgot to tell you in the opening segment, the news. What's the news? Now, you're going to Gordon Lightfoot. Well, I hope you're going to Gordon Lightfoot, too. Well, you're going to Gordon. So Gordon Lightfoot's coming. That was my my birthday gift to Bree was Gordon Lightfoot tickets because she loves Gordon Lightfoot. So I talked to my mom and I'm getting her tickets for Mother's Day. Yes. And we're going to go to dinner beforehand. Yes. Are we (laughs) all four going to dinner? Yes. Oh, she's actually excited. Huzzah. And she's like, why? Why does he want to go to dinner with me? And I was like, I don't know. He's very fascinated. (laughs) I was like, he's very fascinated by me, so he's in turn fascinated by my parents. This so. is going to be great. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> I won't even have to talk. Bree's going to be so excited. You got to tell me where your tickets are, though. So okay, I maybe will. I'll see if there's something nearby. Uh, the other part uh, about my gift to Bree is I uh, got the email that was the confirmation, mm-hmm. and I just forwarded it to Bree, but scheduled the the delivery to uh, that night. It was seven forty nine. Because that was the official time of sunset. Ah. So she got him at sundown. Ooh. Ah, little Gordon, oh. Gordon Lightfoot. Now, uh, Sam, do the kids listen to Gordon Lightfoot these days? Uh, I've never heard of him. Who would you say? <laughs> who would you say? Now, are you junior? No, I'm a senior. Senior, okay. Yeah. Who would you say is the, who, who's like the singular artist of your generation? Like, who is, like, most kids would agree oh, with God. this person as their fave. Like popular um, music. Okay, so right now, it's probably like Drake or Kanye. Oh, really? Okay. Like they're they're good, but there's a new guy. There is a new guy. Who's that? And I, I there's got to be a way. I got to show you guys his music at some point because it is crazy. I don't know what you guys are gonna think of it. Are he, you his name. I really like him. Okay. His name. His name's Yeet. Oh, I, was, I thought you were gonna go Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he uh. He's very unique. Yeet? Like Y-E-E-T? Yeah. Y-E-A-T. Y-E-A-T. Okay. Yeet. And he's just like kind of coming up and like he's pretty popular now. Is he like a SoundCloud rapper or something? Ah, probably. Okay. Probably. Yeah. But I do, I do want to mention, I mean, I'm Adam's brother, so of course I like the Beatles. There you go. Today we were driving and the cars came on. I was like, oh, it's the cars. Yeah. Yeah. And then my go. parents love Springsteen, so I'm not. Yeah, I, surely, I saw yeah. your mom at a Springsteen concert with Adam. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I like 
older music. Okay. So, yeah. Well, give this one a one out of ten, because I just want to play it again. Now, let it, oh, let it run a song. little bit. It's like a nine. Oh, it's, uh, wait, well, you wait. It's a nine now. <laughs> it's in Guardians wait, wait, of the Galaxy. Wait. Yep. So ten! Right there! Oh, when it comes in. That's, that's, you're, it's rolling. So it is rolling. It's good. Oh, the good new, music's good music, man. The new Thor trailer had a little sweet classic. child of mine. Yeah, that was, yes. that was a good one. Uh huh. You like Guns N' Roses? Uh that that one song, that song I heard in the trailer. A little stuff not to like that song. It's a very catchy. I've seen them a couple times. Whoa, it's a fun one. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess we should talk about this movie. Do we have to? Now I'm going to tell you, folks. Uh, normally, what I do for the movies, or, not the movies, the show. We do 20 minutes, you know, we're reviewing 20, normal episodes we're typically are typically bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes. And then but no, the right episodes that, that we're episode. reviewing themselves are 20 minutes long. If we were to do, if I took notes like I normally take on a movie, an, a 90 minute movie, the show would be five hours long. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I, so we're just going to be more of just discussing the film itself. Some takeaways that we have. We'll get to some basic plot stuff. This is a clone cast theatrical release retrospective of sorts. Yes, but I will say I watched the piece of shit. I watched it. Uh, I kind of dozed off, so I had to turn it on again. It took a couple times to get through this thing. Yeah. It is not good. Well, and my big thing is, so I wanted to treat this episode as... When you first watched it, you were watching it with fresh eyes. You had never seen the Clone yeah. Wars so before. If and we now, to... after watching seven seasons, yeah. revisiting it, are you looking at it through a different lens? Like, what has your opinion changed on it? That's what I wanted to get out of this discussion. Well, so this was episode three. This is the third episode we did. Yeah. Um, if you watch it chronologically, this is third um because ahsoka doesn't appear in the first episode is cat and mouse ahsoka does not not in it not mentioned yep. so i think that's why they did that there and i think they're actually orbiting christophsis there that's where that fight yes. takes place yeah that's true so it just kind of all lines up um now you're you're curious about my i mean we did the clone wars retrospect so you're just where i was with the movie to where i am with it now yes like watching it this this new time after watching the entire saga it doesn't it it does very little for me. Yeah. In the whole. Cause literally this is just four mediocre episodes lumped together. It really is. And it's early mediocre episodes. So when I'm talking mediocre in season six, that's like a you know, like a legit seven probably. Yeah. If we were you know, granted our, our rating system's all screwed up because, you know, like it is a curve. Yeah, there's a curve. But this, if I was using, like, the standard rating of what, what became the standard. So, Siege of Mandalore, 10. Um, some of the, uh, you know, the uh, the mall stuff, 10. Um, what was the episode with Obi-Wan and Ventress team up? Oh, yeah. Uh, now it's over! After Revenge. Uh, it's After Revenge. God, I, I used to know the name by heart. I, it's, like, one of my favorite episodes by far. That's a 10. Uh, Obi-Wan and Ventress team up is a 10 because you get a little Ventress. Um, it doesn't matter. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Is it Eminence? No, I don't think it's Eminence. Revival? Uh, is, I think it might be Revival. Okay. It's the season five finale. 
Oh. We're spending too much time on it. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I'm just saying, It's a, that's a 10. Arc right. Troopers is like a 9.5, I guess. Um, but no, if I was using my new scale, like a fresh eye, like with everything I know, this is like three. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I actually think in when we originally did, I'd, I'd be curious, do you have it up? Mm-hmm. What did I give it originally? Okay, let's let's look. It's fucking dog shit, man. It's not good. You gave it a five. Okay. So it's gone down a bit. Yeah. And I gave it a 3.5. Okay. <laughs> Someone was just really in a mood that day. <laughs> Apparently. But, I mean, it's just, one, the animation is rough. Yeah. Um, like, the clones with their helmets off, they all look, they look like they smelled the bad fart at yeah. all times. Like, their faces are squished. Yeah. And they got that weird walking movement. That's the thing. Like, I had mentioned to Sam before we got here. I was like, there are certain times where, like, they walk and, like, they kind of move as if you were to click and drag and yeah. turn. Like, they turn and then, like, kind well, of walk. It's like playing an MMO online and these are the fucking NPCs yes. in the town. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. It's like, pl- and it's not even like playing Skyrim NPCs. This is like Oblivion NPCs. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? Exactly. This is. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, the movie, it was 2008. Oblivion came out in what, like 07, 06? Like, it's right around the. And that's what it fucking looks like to me. It looks like a. Like, it looks like a max graphic game from 2008. Yeah. Like, your Xbox is overheating. You know, like, it's like, ah, I can't handle it. You think it's going to take off from the. Th- I'm sure side if I saw this in theaters in 2008, I'd be like, holy shit, I can't believe they, they did with CGI. But then I think about it and I watch, like, Toy Story from, like, 1997. It blows this out of the water. I saw it in the theaters when it was released. Is this a midnight release for you? No, 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 no. I don't think they did midnight showings no. for this. <laughs> but I also, like, walked out of it and I was like, that wasn't great. Like I saw parts that I liked, but I was like, that was not great. Yeah. Um I don't know. Sam, what did you think of it? I mean you watched it, right? Yeah, so I was in study hall, I was texting him, he's like, Hey, you should like watch it. I wait, was like, wait, okay. Before you go into that, let's let's kinda lay lay the groundwork here. How much have you watched Clone Wars all the way oh, through yeah. then? Okay, yeah. so you're, you're a Wars. fan of the Clone Wars. I everything Star Wars, I absolutely love sequels are okay. But like huge Star Wars nerd, I love everything about it. Yeah. So, yeah. So and he also he's wearing the one ring. Did yeah. you know that? It's yeah, very yeah. exciting. He's a Lord yeah. of the Rings guy. There's a map there uh, if you want to look at it. He's a Lord of the Rings guy. On the way over <laughs> here too, he had mentioned like one of the reasons why the prequels are your favorite is you told me that uh like you watched the Clone Wars a lot and that kind of made you love the prequels more than the original trilogy even. Yeah, and I started off not like in Ahsoka either. Really? But like as time went on, like she got better. Yeah. Like, she's not, she used to be kind of annoying. And especially in this movie, I really didn't like Anakin. Anakin's a whiny bitch. Well, like, thank you. Really is. (laughs) (laughs) I've been saying that for 150 episodes. (laughs) I hate that guy. (laughs) Um, Now, Anakin is very whiny in this. Um, But then again, Anakin's kind of whiny throughout the whole show, really. Every now and then he'll do something, you're like, hey. Yeah. You know, like when he stabbed the guy in the Voyage of Temptation. <laughs> that, was that, was, that was cool. Yeah. What? He was going to blow up the ship. I'm like, now you make sense. <laughs> exactly. That's a good kill. Yeah. I'm not even going to, I'm not even give you Sith points for that. That's just a, you're protecting people. Well, and well before the podcast, like you had watched, like you were into Star Wars 
from an early age, right? Yeah, so I like I grew up watching the Clone Wars like coming out live. Yeah. Like it was just it was perfect. So like then I would watch like all I was mainly a prequels kid. Like the, the original trilogy like oh, that's good, but the prequels is where it's at. Yeah. And so I Anakin Skywalker is always my favorite. Like I I mean, it's Anakin Skywalker, he's got the scar, the missing arm, like it's just that's badass. Well, yeah, I mean, he's that's the cool. protagonist of the prequels it yeah. makes sense um like when i saw the prequels i was you know um the first one came out when i was like 14 99, 99? yeah i mean i was like you know i was younger than you are yeah. now but right around your age so i actually grew up on the originals like so you were born in what two oh three oh three yeah okay so oh three i know <laughs> i graduated high school before he was born <laughs> Sam attended my high school graduation as a six-month-old, something like that. He was born the October before I graduated high school. Okay. Wow. Yeah. There are multiple times you have made me feel fucking ancient (laughs) as of recently. Now, okay, so the the interesting dynamic here that we can kind of play off of, though, is, like, um, so he's born in 2003. Um, Like, he kind of lines up with how we watch the originals. His his yeah. you know his prequels are kind of like our originals, because uh, the last one came out in two thousand five. Um, I was born in eighty four. Return of the Jedi came out in eighty three, so not quite the same. But you know, I think in the early nineties is when I first started to watch. Like I I, I I like saw the micro machine toys and I was like, ooh, that looks cool. Yeah. And so I you know I you know I saved up, got the VHSs, and watched them, and I just got obsessed with it. So you know I was probably like. Probably right around the same age when he got into the prequels. And probably for you too, Adam, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something really cool that Adam kind of brought up in the car on the way here. I was talking, I was like, yeah, the sequels are just, I, I don't really like them. Like, they're not, they're like decent, but they're not that good. And then he's like, well, everyone my age said the same thing about the prequels. And now all the little kids grew up and loved it. So yeah. now it's, that's what elevated it. So the same thing's going to happen when these kids grow up. Yeah, the prequels for, you know, like the... Uh, I mean, I'm not the oldest of fans. Like the oldest of fans are the, you know, like the Gen Xers that saw it in theaters. Yeah. Um, they might even be boomers. Out I know, but they're like young boomers. Yep. But like, they hated the prequels. And that's the thing. It's like I think all of the people that really harp on the sequel trilogy, like the people that are just so negative around it. They're going to be so surprised in 10 to 12 years when all of a sudden there's a new generation of Star Wars fans that's like, oh, no, I love the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Like, I like the sequel trilogy better than the prequels, better than the originals. Yeah. Because it's exactly the same fucking thing that happened with the prequels. Yeah. Like, everybody that, like, hated them now is looking at people Sam's age and being like, are you, like, you love them this much? And it's like, yeah, why shouldn't they? The prequels for me were interesting. Like, when I was right in theaters, I was like, this is great. You know, uh, I loved it. Like, Attack of the Clones, I was probably bored for the half thing, and then the final battle. That's, yeah, exactly (laughs) the same thing happened to me. It's like, in the theaters, I walked out, I was, like, thoroughly entertained. I was like, oh, yeah, that's an awesome Star Wars movie. But, like, I would say, like, five years after it came out, when I'm watching the DVDs, I was like, I don't fucking like this movie. And now I and now I watch it. I'm like, yeah, I like it again. Yeah, I don't. Know, it, they just age well. Yeah, like they just do. But like, and when I was like a snobby twenty something, it also it cr- didn't age well at that time because that way that's where in the face like everything is cringe, is terrible. I was just you gonna know? say that coincides with us being the age of like just 
snotty, yeah. just like pretentious like, asshole 23-year-old yeah. men. And we're going to be in Perkins at one in the morning smoking cigarettes and drinking <laughs> coffee and like complaining about about Brett Ratner directing X-Men 3. Like, that's what we did. Like, we just were nitpicky as hell. Nothing was good enough. Um, and then when you just get a little older and you're like, I don't give a shit, man. I'm going to have fun. Like, yeah, Anakin's lines and attack clones are brutal. Brutal. A lot of his lines in Revenge of the Sith are brutal. I don't even think it's Hayden Christensen's fault. I think no. it's just no, the dialogue is bad. absolutely not, yeah. Well, and, so, the, it's, it's funny that George wrote that shit because, you know, he goes home to his wife and is like, I love you. <laughs> so much. You know, like, that's what he does. That's what he does. That's you like, are so beautiful we have brought it up on the podcast before too the one thing i said i didn't want from rise of skywalker walking into it the one thing was i was like i hope they don't bring palpatine back i it would be cool if they brought him up as maybe like a concept you knew he was coming back theory i mean he basically was promoting the trailer they teased it but they didn't make it like i was like i hope they don't like physically bring him back sure like what is it operation cinder i think in Battlefront 2, like, he comes back as, like, kind of a computer program, like a pre-recorded thing. I was like, I could see doing something like that, but I hope they don't bring him back, like, in physical form. And within five minutes, it's like, oh, no, that's exactly what the entire plot of this movie is. And you loved it. And I was like, all right, cool. I guess I guess they're going to do it. So, yeah. all right, well, I'm on board. And I had a fucking awesome time watching that movie. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, it's just fun, you know. Um yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I quite liked it. I, I you know, I, I was instantly transported to like nostalgia zone. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Nostalgia's good. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with fan service. I'll always say that. I'm a fan. Serve me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um but no, I mean there's definitely some stuff that we can pick apart on that. There's cringy shit in any fucking movie. Like if you watch Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Like, I watched that as a 20-year-old, and I thought, how could I have ever liked this movie? There's so much cringy shit in this. But then I watched it again as, like, a 32-year-old and be like, this is fucking great! Well, just watch the originals cringe shit all the time yes! in the originals. It's just people have blinders because they're just, it's nostalgia, you know? Um, but anyways, this movie, uh, I don't think it's going to age well. <laughs> this is not going to age well. It's not a good movie. No. No. I don't know. Yeah, we got off topic there. The one thing I will say... That has aged well, that we may have turned a corner on, is one specific character in this movie. Zero the Hut. <laughs> Zero the Hut. <laughs> now, Zero, when I first saw Zero, <laughs> I was like, who is this Southern Dandy? Yeah. Very odd character. You know, you see the huts, and you know, and they're just, you know, and they're just these things. Yeah, and then this new character gets introduced, who is a hut, who, who not has- only speaks perfect English, but has a southern dandy accent along yeah. with it. It is a little strange. It's odd. It's very <laughs> yeah. when you first see it, you're it's very disarming. Now, I I guess they did a good job of the character design. If you were gonna make a hut into a southern dandy, they did a good job. They put the feathers in his hair, in his not even his hair, his just Yeah. Whatever. His blo- like his fold, I guess they put in <laughs> I don't know, but, and he's got, like, the purple. sun tattoo. <laughs> purple is a very kind of, like, New Orleans, yeah. like, Mardi Gras type of color. Yeah, but when I first watched it, I was like, what the fuck is this? This is weird as hell. But then when I, like, see him in the clo- we liked him when he died. Yeah. We were kind of on the zero train. Yeah. 
He was hilarious. He drove a fan boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was fucking size snoodles. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? It's wild, man. It's so wild. But, um, yeah, so he grew on me a lot. Like, if you want to look at one thing that, like... That is the biggest turnaround. Yes. Like, going back and watching The it. Zero Redemption story is insane. Because he sucks in this show. Yeah. Like, he sucks in this movie. But... I don't know. I kind of liked him this watch just yeah. because I have a I have a newfound respect for Zero the Hut. He's very cool. Yeah. God, when he got when they got when uh, the Senate uh, where they where Cad Bane held up the Senate to get him released and they go and pick him up in that like convoy. Oh, I should have had the convoy ready. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. And then they killed. Uh, that's the same episode where the Martez sisters parents get whacked. Oh, a, yeah, that's right. Wayward speeder. Yeah. Ah, uh, the ill-fated Martez sister arc. And then Luminara gave the most tone-deaf <laughs> comfort speech to them. Not a Martez sister arc fan? Oh, a- I s- absolutely not. <laughs> Don't even get me started. It is the the shittiest episodes of Clone Wars I've ever seen. It's absolutely terrible. Like, I don't care about the characters. Like, okay, sure, Ahsoka, she's helping him. It's cool. But there's just... They're so irrelevant and useless to the overall story of Clone Wars. When season seven was coming out and I was watching it, I was like, oh, another, okay, um, Siege of Mandalore. I'm super excited. And then they showed up. Like, it's just, it's not good. Well, uh, Trace Martez has a baby brain in those episodes. We're so sorry, Zach. Yeah. (laughs) Sam is going to get, like, uh, death threats from Australia. (laughs) Zach Jukas is going to send him death threats. Um, but no, when they pick him up in the fucking the convoy, and they haul him, and he. But when he comes out, he hasn't been outside in so long, and he comes out in the sun's his face, like, oh my lord! It's just, <laughs> he fucking rocks, dude. He's so cool. <laughs> who's who's your favorite deeply closeted gay man in Star Wars? Oh, C three PO or Zero? Oh god, that's a tough one. That's a, that is a tough one. Just from a personality standpoint, Zero. Yeah. But I don't know. Zero, he's got a girlfriend. He may not be homosexual. Maybe he's bi. He could be bi. Like, if Zero came and said, like, I'm bi, I'd be like, that's so cool, dude. It makes so much <laughs> sense. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 maybe he's like a pansexual. That could be. He's just really attracted to intelligence. Well, he probably wouldn't go for size noodles then. Yeah. I mean, she can sing. Pansexual, I don't think would line up with, with like, well, yeah, I don't know. She's not. I mean, she's, she's a musical savant. Yeah. Uh, would that count? I don't know. Maybe just the, is there like is the th- artistry could yeah. be the thing. What that he's what would be to. what what is the attraction to the artistry? I mean, pansexual is like uh, attracted to intelligence. I thought pansexual is just kind of like attracted to everything. I got to look it up. I'm pretty sure. Let's see here. I'm pretty sure it is everything. Oh yeah, okay. That's not limited to anything. Yeah, not limited. It's just like there's no limitations. I'm open to anything well i was wrong what i thought that was then see we learn something every day hey what see, is the one that we grow every day why am i getting it mixed up with the one that's uh attracted to intelligence i haven't heard of that proclivity oh uh sapiosexual that's what oh. it is yeah i was uh i was actually on a date with a sapiosexual once oh how'd that go um you know, I got a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I think I have the Ben Shapiro thing where sometimes I convince people that I'm smart just yeah. because, like, I'll use a big word and I'm, like, a good talker. Yep. But I'm just a 
fucking idiot, man. Yeah, my problem, <laughs> anytime anybody goes down the route of kind of telling me I'm smart, I immediately am like, no, I'm not. No, yeah. don't. No, don't think that. I'm not smart. Yeah, I was talking with a friend today about getting back into therapy. And I was like, you know, I love my therapist, but I might need to see a different one because she really thinks I'm like the bee's knees. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> I don't like I appreciate like pumping up the ego and stuff yeah. and making me feel good about myself. But like I maybe I need more like tough love like, you know, Tom, why'd you do that? Yeah. You know, not instead of like, uh, you know, rationalizing why I do things. Anyways. Um, yeah. Zero fucking rocks. Zero's great. But yeah. I could. So now with the new definitions, I could definitely see zero as a pansexual. Oh, he's a pansexual. Yeah. I think anybody that fucks an alien, you know, like. It's not even his species. Yeah. So he's definitely pansexual. That yeah. would that falls right under that umbrella. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So zero confirmed pansexual. Absolutely. Yeah. So the gay narrative is gone, so C-3PO wins by default. C-3PO, absolutely. Well, I don't know. Is C-3PO sexual? I don't know. I don't know. When he takes that oil bath uh, when uh, after uh, Lars picks him up, and he takes the he, he takes the bath. What is it called again? What's it fucking called? So it's an oil bath. Yeah, right? it's an oil bath. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Thank the maker" or whatever. Yeah, he's shooting something in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's like he's sitting in a hot tub. And you don't know what's been going on in there. You know? Yeah. But it burns it all well, up anyway. It's also so like, hot. yeah. It's like, is this a homosexual man or is he just very British? Like, there's also that playing into factor. Yeah. Yeah, that that also kind of I calls into question my whole British people sound smart thing. But I don't think... He's smart. Anthony Daniels isn't gay, correct? I don't know Anthony Daniels. Okay. Uh, sexuality, I've never looked it up. You could probably do a Wikipedia search, look at the personal life. Maybe he's a pansexual. Could be. I don't know. Definitely not a sapiosexual because it gives R2 a ton of shit. And R2 is a genius. Well, I mean, <laughs> this doesn't say much, but he's uh, been married to the same woman for since 1999. Since so. 1999. I know. Yeah, so? Okay. So we're assuming straight there. Assuming. Assuming straight. Um, well, he plays a hell of a gay robot, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's give it a little. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Indeed. Hell of a gay robot. Okay. Described himself as heterosexual C-3PO. <laughs> the, the last episode. I think that's an accurate description. It is a very accurate description. I get a little, um, I don't know, flustered sometimes. Yeah. I, yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I, I see a little. A little high strung. Although they jumped me up to 20 milligrams of Adderall. How's that working for you? <laughs> Dude, I I just like, just stop. That's, a, that's the same amount I'm on. I just don't want it. You know, the last couple of days of work, I've used it and I've been very productive. But I don't want to like, I'm afraid of getting just used to it. And yeah. then next thing you know, it's not as effective. And that'll happen. Like, I have made a point. Like, I don't want to go above 20 for whatever reason. I'm not basing it off of anything. I just don't want to go above 20. Um so I'll like when I feel myself building up that tolerance, I'll take like a 
three or four day break and like mm-hmm. not take it and those days at work suck yeah but then the next day like the first day that you take it it's like oh yeah, yeah. that's the stuff yeah but there's like no moments where i'm just like flustered with like what the hell was i thinking of what was this and that you know like it just stops it's your brain just functions it's, it's crazy so weird yeah um okay back to the movie <laughs> Okay, so we start off on Christophsis. So we had mentioned Cat and Mouse takes place. We love Christophsis. They go down to the surface level to help people. Now, in Cat and Mouse, we had Bail Organa down there trying to get the supplies. That's correct. So it's kind of playing up that. I don't know what Bail Organa is doing on Christophsis in the middle of a war zone. That's a big planet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Christophsis. Let's talk Christophsis. It's like the crystal skyscraper planet. Yeah, and that's the, that is the home world of the Lermans. It is? Yes. It's the home planet. Shut up! It's the home planet of the Lermans, but they were driven out, I think, by the Munes. Yeah, that doesn't species. look like like when you look at the Lerman camp, it's huts. Yeah, it do, that's not Lerman well, architecture. Don't you remember we went over this in that episode because like they were driven off the planet because I think it was the Munes like looked at them as a lesser species, mm-hmm. so they like pushed them off the planet, and then they landed on that planet. What's the planet that the Lermans did land on? That we first saw them on. I don't know. It's George Takai was going there. George Takai showed up. Gonna but like, with Naples. They, they, landed, they landed on that planet, and they like built their hut out of the ship that they escaped in, but then like some creature chased them out of the ship, so they had to like create huts. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I wish I remembered that planet. That's the... Stranded episode, I think. Yeah, it's it was like a grass, Gen- grasslands yeah. planet. Yeah, that we, was where we got a some backstory on Ayla Sakura. In that yeah. One. Oh man, I was trying to find my Green Hill Zone music. <laughs> do you look, remember Sam? Do you remember the Lermans? The Lerman. What do they look like? Here, I'll show you. If I get a picture, I'll know. Uh they're these little. They're little like uh, I don't know, oh, little raccoons. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Which one? The Lerman <laughs> accent. I forget how he goes. Scottish. Yeah, he's Scottish. Oh, what does he say? I'm trying oh, to think of something. Boy, I'm not going to be fighting you this time. Oh, yeah. They, they, the Separatist show up. He's like, I, I don't like it, but I'm not going to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like going to shoot with napalm. And he's like, We're, we don't fight. We don't. We. He like the dude literally just wanted to get iced. I think that guy just had a death wish. You know? our, our running gag was, I bet they showed up to that planet with a population of two million. But that guy <laughs> as leader was just like, nope, no fighting back. Yeah, no fighting back. Decimated. But fucking Rolly Boy is a king, man. <laughs> yeah. That's why I wanted the Green Hill Zone music. Um, yeah, Rolly Boy. Does Rolly Boy have a little cap? Does he have a, uh, look up Rolly Boy. See if he's got a little cap there. I think so. He's got a cap. Do a barrel roll. Does he got a cap? Oh, no, I'm wrong. I am completely wrong. They're I not apologize. from Kostopsis? They're not from Kostopsis. <laughs> I am wrong. I just, so it is, they're from Megito, which uh, has a similar vibe to Kostopsis. Now, Megito is definitely Moonran. Yes. Yes. That is, yes. Okay. Apologies. No, don't worry. Nobody's listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You want us to watch the movie, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, we start off on Christophsis. There's a big battle taking place there. Um, like, I don't know. The Republic forces are fairly outnumbered. Obi-Wan and Anakin are there. We get introduced to Rex. Uh, this is the first time we see Rex. Uh, and already, right away, you can already see that they're barring a lot of things from the Tartakovsky Clone Wars. 
you know, you got like the unique clones that are captains, commanders that have interesting garb compared to the standard clones. Yep, they're um, paired up with certain Jedi's. Yeah. I mean, the gunship comes in. The gunship was introduced in um, the uh, Tartakovsky Clone Wars. Oh, wait. Was it in? No, it was in Attack of the Good Clones shot. before. Yeah, that was in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. We're getting everything wrong tonight. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. Um, but uh, like the Yoda pages in, and they're like they're waiting for help, and Yoda gives them some good news. Blah blah blah. But also Obi Wan's new Padawan is going to show up, and so Anakin's like, I don't know what the hell you want a Padawan for. Like, come on, why do you want one? And Obi Wan's like, oh, good for you, whatever. Good for me. Um, and then shows up. It's Ahsoka, and um, Ahsoka is very young here. Now it's interesting that they're dropping off Ahsoka into a war zone. Now we know Padawans fight in wars, but first of all, she stands next to Anakin, and he is literally like two feet taller than her. She's probably like four feet tall. I think she's like eleven or twelve years old. She's very tiny. Yes. yes, she's very small. Her liku are tiny because she's a kid. Yeah. Um. And she's immediately going into this war zone. <laughs> I just, it's so problematic, man. It is the closest thing to child soldiers yeah. an animated show has ever presented. Yeah, this is like the good guy Hitler youth. Like, this is, yeah. you know, it's like, they're not bad guys, but we're going to have the kids. But they are bad guys. They have a kids fight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's The crazy. Jedi Order does, like, for all the good they do, they do some of the most fucked up shit when you think about you it. You can only sit in a room with Yoda with a visor over your face with a lightsaber for so long. Yeah. Those tiny kids. In I don't, you said Yoda and then visor, and then I immediately had this image of my head of Yoda being a blackjack dealer. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Double down, you must. <laughs> Hit. <laughs> This is stupid. Um, <laughs> this is awful. Um, but it turns out that Ahsoka's actually been assigned to Master Skywalker. Anakin is not a fan of this. Twist! Yeah. Um, so basically, there's this shield generator, though. The, you know, the Separatist forces, so many times use shield generators. So they got to take this thing down. Otherwise, they are screwed. Um, so Ahsoka and Anakin are going to go off on their first mission. Um, and they're going to sneak behind enemy lines and blow up this shield generator. And they took a lesson from Solid Snake himself. Yeah, they do the stealth they mission. hidden a cardboard yep. box. But while they're sneaking, Obi-Wan's doing all the heavy hitting. And now the Separatists, do we have a name on the Separatist general? Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, Lolsom. Okay, I have a question about Lolsom. How the fuck does he swallow food? <laughs> like his mouth... And his throat defy all logic because his mouth is like just this little like thing that just stick. like if you chew like how the fuck is he swallowing food? Yeah, he, he honestly must be on a liquid diet because I don't know how he defeats gravity to swallow. It's like he, he got would, the food in his mouth, but it's like hanging down in like a you know it's like you chew 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 down by your chest, and then he would have to like suck that food up into very his, he's into a, his esophagus. Yeah, but he looks like a shitty rhinoceros or something. <laughs> Like, is that what he is? Is he supposed to be like a rhinoceros? Probably. I don't fucking know. Yeah, we'll call him Bebop. Is Bebop the rhinoceros? That <laughs> yes, there? that's right. His his uh, his full name is Worm Lolsom. Worm Lolsom. What George, species is this? George was so creative with the names. Um, Kirkiodian? Kirkiodian? Kirkiodian. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Kirkiodian, yeah. Um, so... Obi-Wan 
realizes like, oh, we don't, we can't hold them off. So Obi Wan's going to go to the bargaining table. The biggest takeaway of this is Obi Wan, the re- negotiator, remains a badass throughout the entire thing. Yes, and also like when we hear Grievous call him the negotiator, they play that up here. Like he buys time by negotiating. He's like, yeah, I'm going to surrender, but he sits and he stalls and stalls and stalls to buy Anakin and Ahsoka time. Obi Wan fucking rocks. Obi Wan is the fucking best character hands down well you think ahsoka's better king well no well ahsoka's your favorite character in the clone wars yeah how about the whole saga i don't know i gotta go obi-wan that's really tough sam who's your favorite character in the whole saga probably obi-wan i mean obi-wan is just he's the guy yeah he is the guy as the kids like to say he's that dude (laughs) (laughs) man we're old man (laughs) we're so fucking old this sucks. Um, Wait, who was that person when we did season seven? Who was that uh, musical artist that had number one for like, I don't know, multiple weeks that neither of us had ever fucking heard of? Oh, Roddy Rich the Box? Yeah, I think. Oh! Roddy Rich! <laughs> oh! Roddy Rich! I know I got <laughs> Oh, that's, yeah. That's the first pandemic banger, man. That was a... That was a great song. That got did that now that get popular on TikTok and then like it just hit the charts. I don't know if that was a TikTok song. Cuz I, I think it was I listened to it my freshman year. So 2019? Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Right? 2019. Man, that pandemic lasted a while. Yeah. Some I don't maybe I don't remember, but I remember listening to it to it was with all my friends, we were in a car. I just hit a lick with the box. Got to put a stick in the box. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Cut yeah. it. That's making the intro for next season. <laughs> you know what? We were talking about the Republicans like just want abstinence. Say those lyrics again, will you? I just hit a lick with the box. How to put the stick in the box. What? <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to like regulate things like Oh, we don't we don't talk about homosexuality in schools. It's like Put on the radio and you got some guy talking about licking box. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, they want to install this, like, abstinence and stuff. Like, oh, we don't need sexual education. We, we're going to be abstinent. It's like, just, you uh, can put on Top 40 radio and people are talking about, like, fucking and shit. If we just don't talk about it, the kids won't fuck each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, there was a song called Wet Ass Pussy that went, like, you know. Yeah, it was a banger, too. Yeah, there's some hoes in this house. Have you heard Ben Shapiro's version? Yeah, well, I've heard, you read the lyrics. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Wet ass p word. Make I, that pull didn't out. Come game out week. afterwards and say something like, "Oh, my wife says that's a medical condition or something like that." Yeah. He said his wife's pussy has never been wet. <laughs> he was like, "I don't, I don't understand what she's talking about." Well, she's a medical doctor. If you haven't heard, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, yeah, Obi Wan negotiates with loathsome, uh, fake surrender. Uh, Anakin and Ahsoka sneak behind enemy lines and blow up the the thing. They do the solid snake. Uh, they do have some fighting that goes on, but uh, we don't need to get into it too much, do we? No, not at all. No, I mean okay. we're only eighteen minutes into this thing, so yeah. Um, so um, they ultimately get victory on Christophsis, and Master Yoda shows up, um, and he has a new mission. There's a uh, some renegades have kidnapped Jabba the Hutt's son. And now it's not like they're allying with Jabba, but it's like this weird. It's not you're not allying with him, but you kind of need his cooperation to traverse 
The outer know, rim. Yes. Like the huts own the outer rim space. Yeah. Like they are, it's gangster territory and they're the ones that kind yeah. of so, rule the land there. Yeah. And kind of one of the issues, like in these planets where the supplies are low, where all these battles are taking place, it's probably because the supply lines are shut down by the huts. So you need the huts. You got to get on their good side. It's a, um, it's just like the lesser evil that you have to deal with, I yes. guess. Um, you just kind of got to put up with it. Um, so his son has been kidnapped, and Yoda's like, well, if we go kidnap him, then curry us some favor with the old huts there. So um, that's going to be the plan. They got to go get this little baby hut back. And it is a good example of when the Jedi have to start... Bending they, rules. They act high and mighty all the time, but there are certain instances where they have to play in the gray space. Yeah. Um, so Obi-Wan heads to Tatooine, and he meets with Jabba and says, hey, we're going to go get your son back. Don't worry about it. Um, and he's able to get the huts to say, hey, can we use your trade routes? And so that's the deal. They get the hut baby back, and the Republic forces get access to the hut trade routes. Um, so uh, they go to this planet called Teth. Now, Teth is uh, interesting for one reason that we had already mentioned. Uh, that is the planet where Zero is killed by size Noodles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that's the planet where uh, the jumping. That's the fanboat planet. No, that's no, that's now Hutt. Oh, that's right, that's right. But then they head to Teth because that's where Zero's father is buried, and Correct. he's got like the he's got like the the codes. No, what is he? He's got like some like in his in his in his casket he's got like some like file on like all the huts dirty deeds something like that yeah and so and zero's like up, blackmailing him. him up like a like a like a mummy yeah yeah <laughs> it's very interesting like this is you know why did they, do you think they embalm the huts when they die uh, i hope so because I, I have a feeling they would fucking explode if they didn't <laughs> Just, gas wells you ever up see that when like a like a whale dies on the beach and they blow it up yeah that's what they would do with the huts yeah you know um Man, I feel bad for the you know the mortuary that has to embalm Mama Hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going to take six weeks. <laughs> well, um, just leave those little hair pieces crawling all over. She'll, yeah, uh, they'll they'll eat her. They'll do it. Yeah, they'll do the job. Uh, where were we? Okay, yeah. So they get to Teth, and there's a ton of separatist forces there, and this is where we get probably what I think initially was the original highlight for me. Yes, was the vertical battle as they're climbing like this big. Uh, it's like a big fortress, but it's super high up in the air. So it's on top of a giant cliff. Yeah. So there's this vertical battle where we see like spider droids coming down, and we see like the ATTE walkers going up. Yeah, it's the first time that we've seen. In, we actually see the transition. So they start off walking on the ground, and they take a step onto a vertical wall, and like the whole thing slowly climbs <laughs> up at yeah. ninety degrees. It's yeah. very cool. It is cool. Um, and that's, I don't know, for, for this movie, like, it's probably one of the highlights. It's a cool battle. Um, Ahsoka, you really see Ahsoka in action for the first time, really. Yep. And you see, you start to see, like, Anakin and Ahsoka's camaraderie where they're, like, I think keeping count of the Yeah, it's like a friendly competition. Yeah. Yeah, it's Gimli and Legolas, you know? Um, so, uh, they eventually get to the top of this fortress thing that's on top of this mountain. Um... And it's like a monastery, I guess, is kind of what it looks like. I don't know. It looks like a monastery to me. Like, I don't know. It's like monks live there yeah. or something. There are monks. They're like, were they like uh, robot monks or something like that? What? Yeah. And they're like a robot monk. That care that caretaker that betrays him. Was he a monk? Was he a oh. robot monk or was he just like a guy? Yeah. I don't uh, know. I don't know. 
I, I watched it a few weeks ago. <laughs> I think the robot guy was like in cahoots with Ventress or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um yeah, but so they get to the top and they they go and they sneak around, they find Rhoda. Um but Rhoda, now this is the baby hut. So he's like a little fucking slug thing. He looks like Jabba only smaller. I guess he would be, you know, by um uh, you know, most standards cute for a hut. Sure. He's cute for a hut. He's a hut version of baby Yoda. Yeah. He's um but, like, he immediately loses that appeal when he burps in Ahsoka's face and, like, g- green gas <laughs> spews from he him. He earns the name Stinky. Yeah, Stinky. Um, now, Stinky the Hut, he uh, is actually, like, sick, though. Like, she notices, like, oh, he's not doing so hot. He probably hasn't gotten any, like, bugs to eat for a while. Yeah. <laughs> he's been rolling around on this, like, <laughs> the, the place where they're keeping him. It's just this big, empty, like, cell. It's like a jail cell. Yeah. yeah. It's like the jail cell from the Count of Monte Cristo, where he's like, <laughs> he's wasting away for that old guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like this fucking medieval cell. Yep. So yeah, Baby Hut hasn't had any nutrients for a while. You're gonna have to dip him in some bacta, just plop him in there. Um. So, um. Now we find out though, while this is going on, that this is actually all stage. Like Count Dooku has staged the whole thing, and he's gonna frame the Jedi as the real kidnappers of Rhoda, so he gets access to the hut routes. And That's his big directly, master plan. Directly to Jabba to let him know about it. Yep. Um, and so, Asajj is actually on Teth, and Asajj is going to be the one that's enacting this plan. Um, and he's like, get the hut, baby. If you can't get the hut, baby, kill it. So, that's dark. It's <laughs> <laughs> really dark. Yeah. Um, so, um... Anakin and Ahsoka, some back and forth bullshit. They're starting to respect each other and get to know each other, but they're kind of, I don't know, it's just Anakin and Ahsoka. They fight. Yeah. Um, bickering, mostly. Yeah. Um, so they find out that it's a trap, uh, and they have to escape. There's tons of Separatist forces there, and they see this, like, ship on the other side of the monastery because they got to get the fuck out of there. They got nothing to get out. Uh, with the baby hut, and this is actually the twilight. So they they get over, they skedaddle on over there. Uh, they get all these like bug things and fly. Yeah, I don't know these like big bugs. Yeah, and at some point, Dooku does record both Anakin and Ahsoka talking about yeah how the baby's sick, and he played a very uh, edited version of that to Jabba to. Yeah. make it seem like they're killing the baby it's like that simpsons clip when homer is giving the interview and they try to frame him on the news <laughs> yes! and like the clock <laughs> the, the clock clock yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like his his arms are moving like <laughs> yeah. um yeah so um they end up getting over to the twilight they escape on these little things but there yeah there's that like caretaker droid that like betrayed them or something yeah it's like a bug-eyed protocol droid yeah he sucks uh, but yeah, so this is the first appearance of the Twilight. You know, it's great to me that like the Twilight like gets all this run in the early seasons, and then they're just like, no, we don't want to use that anymore. We didn't even. We had a hard time figuring out like, did it crash? And then, yeah, but then in uh, the fucking uh, in the the Duchess arc, goodbye to the Duchess. We love you. Um, that, that's what Obi Wan uses to go save her, rescue yes. her. Yeah, it's incredible, and it blows up. <laughs> But yeah, Anakin borrows it. And Anakin, I don't think, has been like keep taking care of it. Like He hasn't gotten an oil change on that fucking thing for no. like a long time. He's put a lot of miles on that thing. Um, but In yeah, the meantime, so... we have gotten a couple of like action shots of Ventress 
like being very cool. This is where you, I think, originally fell in love with Ventress. I fell in love with her coming up. Okay. When she fights Obi Wan. That is true. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. Um, yeah, so they're with R2, they escape. R2 does do this really cool thing where he, like, falls off the side and he shoots his rockets. Yeah! And, like, there's a bunch of tumbling bricks that come, a bunch of rocks that come down, and they take out two spider droids, and R2 just flies away. Yep. <laughs> He's so cool. Oh, and on Christophsis earlier, R2 does, like, the best fucking thing ever. So, like, as they're approaching the front lines of this battle, you see R2 just turn around and just bolt away. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? It was great. R2 always hit home runs. Um, so yeah, um, they escape on the twilight, but Dooku is setting them up, uh, the entire time. Um, uh, we do see, uh, Rex and Rex and a bunch of like the five of first take on Ventress as well. Um, and she ends up fleeing capture though. Um, so Rex has shown his, uh, chops, his command chops here very nicely. Why was he only a captain? I know. I still don't get it. It took until season seven to make him commander. Yeah, it took until like, oh, the whole Republic's going to fall apart in a day. Yeah. You're you're commander now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's too bad. Cody from day one, though. Commander. Yeah. We love that. Good man, that Cody. Good man, that Cody. He's a good man. Um, so we also have uh, Senator Ramadala shows up at this point. She finds out about Anakin's mission with her whale hair. Yeah, she's got the whale hair going, the Hartford Whaler hair. Um, Sam, are you familiar with the Hartford Whalers? The Hartford Whalers? They were an NHL team. <laughs> they were? Yes. They moved to, they are now the Carolina Hurricanes. They moved Oh, there. I know the Hurricanes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, in the late 90s, they moved to Carolina. Huh. The Hartford Whalers is the best logo of all time. It's a great logo. The W is like a whale fin. Oh. oh. We love Hartford. The That's whale. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, famous line in the movie Mallrats, uh, when Brody wakes up and his girlfriend's like, you never introduced me to your mother, blah, blah, blah. You know what scene I'm talking about? I think so. So he, he's had this game paused overnight on like his Sega Genesis. It's like an NHL hockey game. And he's up like he unpauses to start playing. He's like half paying attention to his girlfriend as she's getting dressed to leave. And like she's going to leave him. And <laughs> she's like, why don't you ever take me to like breakfast or introduce me to your mom? This and that. And he's like, breakfast, breakfast, <laughs> what is it? breakfast, breakfast, Renee. Now, Hartford, the whale. <laughs> <laughs> they only beat Vancouver once, maybe twice in a lifetime. And you see like the score on the screen. It's like Hartford is up like 99 to nothing. So he's just got in like easy mode. <laughs> now, Hartford, the whale. <laughs> they only beat Vancouver once, maybe twice in a lifetime. So, also, yeah. For uh, bypass uh, NHL teams, North Stars also. Very nice logo. Ah, uh, yeah. I have a North Stars jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. North Stars, the Minnesota North Stars are now the Dallas, Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. And when we got a team again, they decided to name it The Wild for some reason. They could have done, like, a million different names. Yeah. The Wild. Yeah. And, like, our logo is, like, this bear head, but it's also, like, a river and a tree. It's a beautiful, scenic, like, <laughs> yeah. like rural landscape. Yeah. It's and like, also a tiger. It's like, yeah. It's like a Bob Ross painting if Bob Ross was commissioned to do something for No Fear Clothing in the <laughs> yeah. 90s. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is the worst fucking <laughs> the wild and the great thing is the way you got to pronounce it too because it's the wild yeah, so it's like it's not plural yeah so so like when you're like uh the wild are in vancouver you got you're supposed to actually say the wild is in vancouver <laughs> like 
It sounds so odd. It's not a good team name. Yeah. It's not. I like the color scheme. Yeah. North Star is much better. Yeah. North Stars are great. Yeah. See, if it was me, I would have just called up Dallas and been like, hey, come on. Yeah. Come on. We could have two. Also, why aren't they named the Dallas Lone Stars? They should be the Dallas Lone Stars. We should be the North Stars, and we should get all of our logo and team history back from nine, before 1992, 1993. Yeah. Yeah. Can you name any like outstanding star North Star players? Well, Mike Madonna. Okay. But he's, you know... He he was like two three years into his career when they went. Okay, and he finished. He played in Dallas and won uh, a cup there. Um, John Casey was the goaltender. I remember I had a John Casey poster in my room. Uh, Dino Cicerelli, ooh, he's a good one. All right. Uh, Bill Goldsworthy, Lou Nanny, those are two old school ones. Lou Nanny's still like really popular in the metro area. He's always on like talk shows and yeah. talking hockey. There's currently an IKEA on top of where they used to play. Yeah, um, the old Met Center. Yeah, um, and on top. Right next to it is the Mall of America, which was built on top of the old Met. Not the Met Center, Met Stadium, which is where the Vikings and the Twins originally yep. played. That's your Twin City talk for the episode. <laughs> it is crazy when you look at old pictures of the Met Stadium. It's like a ballpark in the middle of a giant parking lot. It's There's great. nothing else around it. That's easy parking. It's crazy. That's how I wish it was. Yeah. Like, when they were going to build the new Viking Stadium, they were going to do it on that plot of land that's just empty in Arden Hills. It's like, that's perfect. <laughs> just put a big parking lot there, and I've got to pay you fucking $50 to park yeah, yeah. to walk four blocks, you know? Yeah. That's where it's at. Something about a stadium in a city, though. It's very pretty. Yeah, it is a pretty stadium. We got to get a new. We got to replace the Target Center. I think just went through a huge remodel, didn't they? Yeah, it's a. It's. I just went. It's like there. putting paint on like a, a ninety-five Geo Metro. <laughs> it is completely fine. They got to focus on getting some players. What? Like the the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are great. Mm, after last game, I don't know if I. It's one game. <laughs> <laughs> it's one game. D'Angelo Russell is... Uh, yeah, he's hit he's, or miss. D'Angelo Russell is yeah. a streaky guy. He's very streaky. He's got to show up if we want to win this series. I know. And Cat, uh, Cat's fouls were a little questionable. Yeah. Now, the thing with Cat is he'll bounce back. He'll have a good... He'll, yeah. I think they'll win the next game. They'll oh, I think three. they'll win the next game. Yeah, for sure. They're and it's a back in, I actually think they're going to win the series still. I really you do. You think so? I really do. Jaw looked pretty good, though. <laughs> we Okay, so the best three players in the series... Jaw's probably the best player. Yeah. And then Cat, and then Ant. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then maybe Jaron Jackson after that? Jaron Jackson, the last game he had was pretty good. Game yeah. one was... But I if think, D'Lo yeah. shows up like he did in the Clippers game, oh. then D'Lo's better than Jaron Jackson. Oh, yeah. So we, we potentially have three of the best four players in the series. That is very true. And if... Dude, if Ant's on... Ant? When night. Ant is on... Good night! <laughs> good night, <laughs> I say! He is unstoppable. Yeah. He, he really is. No, I just think they'll make good adjustments. Like, they sat Adams. Yep. And, you know, they went the small ball and cat. So, what they got to do is, is they got to just, they got to be more decisive. You can't hold on the ball when the double team comes. Get rid of the ball. There's an open guy. Find the open guy. They were not decisive. It was very clunky iso ball. It was yeah. very bad. That was a horrible game to watch. I turned it off right after halftime, and I just finished the Star Destroyer. So for all of the Star Wars listeners that remained with us through the political chat, I think we maybe just lost them with the, with the, with the sports chat. I'm just but saying. I think the Wolves, I'm, I'm predicting it now, the Wolves in six. I really okay. think they're going really right. to bounce back and win the next two games. And we'll go to Memphis, and then they'll close out on six here at home. 
That'd be pretty awesome. That's my prediction. That'd be cool. That's my bold prediction. I might go to game three or four. I might go to one of them. Also, headquartered in the Target Center, Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Jack Link signage. (laughs) Downtown Minneapolis in the last five years has become littered with Jack Link signage. They're headquartered here. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. It's very weird. You walk by their office during the day, and it's empty. I don't know who's (laughs) running that company. Who's drying all that meat? (laughs) (laughs) They have the Squatch statue in the Target Center. (laughs) Target Center sucks, man. <laughs> we got to replace that. Dude, like, that's my thing with the Timberwolves. I, like, out of all the teams, I love the Timberwolves. Like, I have labored many years with that team. And we were going to possibly record yesterday, and I was like, nah, I can't do it. It's game night. I can't do it. Like, I love the Vikings, too. Twins, I'm kind of bored of baseball at this point. I can't watch 160 games a year. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I tried to get into them this year, and then, you know, they're just, no. Just blowing saves. So many. There's so many. Uh, and the Wild, I don't like. I like the Wild. I wish them well. If they go in a run this year, I'll probably get into it. But when the North Stars left, dude, oh man, that did. That was not cool with me. I was a little kid. I remember watching their last game. Mm. Yeah. Sucked. Sucked. I was a sad boy. And that logo is so prime. All right, that's your Twin City Sports talk. Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember where we were. Where were we? Oh, yeah, Senator Amidala. Um, yeah, the whale. Talking about whale hair brought us on that. Yeah, old whale hair. The Hartford, the whale. They only beat Vancouver once, maybe twice in the lifetime. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, Senator Amidala is like, well, I'm going to do some stuff. Um, you know, she's going to do some direct action. <laughs> she's gonna, so she's going to visit Zero the Hut, who is like the resident Coruscant hut who runs a nightclub. And we've spoken about Zero. Um, he's kind of in like a... Sh- like, I don't know, in like the lower levels. He runs a nice little nightclub there. Just vibes, hangs out, screams at people. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dandy. Um, yeah, she goes to like talk to him and try to get some information, try to help out Anakin any way she can. Uh, but he refuses to cooperate with her. Um, and he finds out, she eventually finds out why. Uh, Zero is actually in cahoots with Dooku. Um, so Zero is the one, he wants the separate, He's he's on Dooku's side. This zero. Um, so he helped Dooku set up this whole charade. Um, so he can try to claim some power. Like Dooku's promising him power in the Hut clan. Because I guess he's kind of like mid-boss. Like he's like, if you're playing Final Fight, like he's like the second level boss. Um, and then like Jabba would be like the last boss, right? You okay? Yeah. Are you okay there? Yeah, that makes sense. You okay? <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm trying to do the math. I can't remember which one is the boss and which one's the sub-boss in Kirby. Meta Knight and King Didi. Oh, you've been playing that Kirby game, yeah, huh? I've been playing Kirby, yeah. You yeah. play Mario Golf yet? No, not yet. Oh, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I am aware of you. I am aware of you. Um, so, yeah, once Padme uh, finds that out, they end up capturing her and they detain her. Um, but 3PO pages in and um, they get them Coruscant guards there. Zero is arrested. Poor Zero, man. He's not going to see the sun for like a year. He's an honorable businessman. I love when he comes out of the sun for the first oh time. Oh, my. Yeah. Now, do you think a hut, if they get left on the sun too long, they like turn into worms on the sidewalk? When I was in fifth grade, I posed the question, if a hut took the nutty professor serum, would they just turn into a worm? <laughs> like, just shrink down into like a very exactly worm? Yeah. You know what was fun as a kid? 
Did you ever get any of these, Sam? They're those, like little capsules, and you put them in water, and like they they burst and oh, they become yeah. like a dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, cool. those are nice. That's ah. great. What are those things called? Let's get some of those. Let's order them right now. That yep. was what we that, got when uh, we went home from the dentist. We would get one of those from the treasure chest. I always picked them up at the zoo. Um, let's see here. What are they called? Uh, I forget the name. Capsule of them. toys. Let's see that capsule toys. It's probably gonna be a bunch of fucking Dragon Ball shit. Uh, it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Magic Girl. Here we go. Magic Girl. Oh. <laughs> Let's see these bad boys. So there's two versions. There's the one that is just like a sponge yeah. that pops out. But then there's the other one that's like, it's a weird kind of like rubber Heart. material. Oh, yeah. And those things would, it, they were like a goldfish. They kept going. Whatever bin you put them in, they would grow to that size. Oh, yeah. Those are cool. Um, This is a dinosaur one. Should I get these? Those look like the sponge foam versions. You got to find the big boys. All right, uh, all right. So we'll throw like... that in a swimming pool and <laughs> run a muck in Minneapolis. I do have like a little pool, uh, kitty yeah. pool. Oh yeah, let's put one of them. Magic grow. Okay, okay. Maybe this one. Magic growing dinosaur capsules grow fast in water. I think these are them. Yeah, yeah! they're the hard ones. Oh, there they are. All right, we're gonna get these. Eight ninety seven. That's a fucking deal. <laughs> Nine sixty four after tax. Place order now. Yeah, I should have got two. <laughs> All right, so we got some magic caps. We'll, we'll take a video of that. Yeah. Next record, we'll like yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be fun. We oh, we gotta try to get it as big as the Star Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna take a while. <laughs> That's your big boy. Do things come to life eventually? I don't know. Oh no, we should get sea monkeys. <laughs> Sea monkeys. Hold on here. Oh, I just got an email. My order is on the way. <laughs> Ooh, sea monkeys. Invented by a literal Nazi. Oh, they are? <laughs> yeah. Well, now I don't want to get them. Behind the Bastards did an episode on him. The guy that came up with sea monkeys, he was a Nazi grifter who was like, ooh, I could just scam people through the mail. How about aqua dragons? Yeah, that sounds different. Now, if I buy these, are these going to go to the Nazis' family? <laughs> I don't know. Or have they sold them off by now? Well, we'll think about the sea monkeys. Yeah, I'm sure there's a generic brand somewhere. Yeah. All right. What do you think of this show, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot, a lot of Star Wars, but a lot of something else, too. I don't know. Yeah, it's a coin flip chance that we're going to be talking about Star Wars at any moment if you just scroll that timer around on the, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so Anakin and Ahsoka, though, they're off with Rhoda, the hut, um, the baby, and they're going to Tatooine, but he's getting sick. They got to get him some help. And they also, uh, Jabba's currently under the impression, thanks to Dooku's shenanigans, that these Jedi are up to no good. Um, so, uh, they get to Tatooine and they, uh, get a little space battle and some Magna Guards are there. Now, we love the Magna Guards. Uh, they're very effective droids. I still don't understand why they just don't build only good droids. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, they're throwing the fight the whole time. Like, Pelps doesn't want the good droids. Yeah. He just needs a distraction. But this time they're paired up with Dooku. We typically see them around Grievous. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Grievous must have borrowed them to him. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they're out on loan. Yeah. <laughs> Grievous's rental store. <laughs> just go, I'm going to sign out four Magna Guards. Dooku brings them back, and they're not. <laughs> the tank is, like, half full, and they're all dinged up. Yeah, but the thing is, like. Grievous, if they failed, is liable to just kill him anyways. Yeah. You know. Very true. How many droids does Grievous just kill out of just... Oh, yeah. I love when Duke is just like, idiot. Stop that. <laughs> These things aren't free. 
The Dooku Grievous dynamic is great. It really is. Yeah, like just when he hangs up on him, like oh, oh, interrupted. <laughs> it's fun. Um. So yeah, so uh, they get shot down. They land on Tatooine. So they got to traverse the deserts of Tatooine. Um. Now Anakin, last time he was on Tatooine, he uh slaughtered a village of innocent sand people. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, he did. That's the last time he was there. He's killing people. Um. So Anakin uh, comes up with a plan. So uh, Dooku uh, is going to... Now, um, Anakin has like this backpack on. That's what Rhoda's in. Uh, so Anakin puts the backpack on while Dooku's fighting him. And Ahsoka has ran off with Rhoda unbeknownst to Dooku. He's just got like rocks in the backpack. So Dooku's under the impression that Anakin has the baby, but he's really just fighting with a bunch of rocks on his back. Um, and we should say this is... Next to the vertical battle, the next best thing in this movie. It's not awful. Like, the scenery is very cool. There's, like, a setting sun. Yeah. Like, setting suns of Tatooine, like, during the battle. It's cool. It's very cool. Tatooine it's a good looks good. lightsaber duel. Yeah. Um, so, Ahsoka and R2 are off um, to uh, Jabba's place with the little baby hut. Um, and just as they're showing up, three Magna Guards show up and cut them off. Uh, she ends up defeating them. Um... But uh, Anakin shows up at that time as well. They enter the palace uh, one after the other. Um, and they go in there to talk to Jabba. And Jabba's like, uh, they're gonna, the, the guards are going to execute him because he's still under the impression that Rhoda... I don't Whatever. I'm, <laughs> I think we're done. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Rhoda... They're going to return Rhoda, but he's under the impression that they kidnapped him and they're using it for his, their gain. But, like, right when shit's about to hit the fan... <sighs> Padme calls in and notifies Joba, Jabba, <laughs> Jabba about oh this was all Zero and Dooku's doing, um, and yeah everybody's happy. Obi Wan shows up. The end. The end. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got it in an hour. We only deviated for about half of yeah. that. Um, I I I just could not go through the standard note it's process exhausting. of this. I'm not going to do endless clips of this movie. It doesn't warrant. It's not good enough for it. Yeah. Um, Maybe at some point we'll do like a live commentary. But Clone Castanovas, you got what you wanted. We watched the fucking thing again. Yep. It was painful. It sucks. It's not good. It's I not wonder good. if you put this in good hands. I wonder if they could edit down, edit it down into like a really good half hour episode. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. I would bet. Most of the really shitty Clone Wars stuff, like, we've always said, like, if just cut this down. Yeah. Like the Martez sister arc. You could have fit that whole thing into one episode. Yep. Do you remember those, like, the isolated episodes that are one episode, but, like, superb, and there's not even an arc to them? Shadow Warrior. <laughs> Shadow Warrior is a perfect example. Yeah. It's like... That was so condensed that it was like, oh, this was perfect. Like, yes. this didn't need to be longer than this. It's fucking awesome. And it was great. Dude. But that is a perfect example yes. of something that could have been four episodes. And you don't need... No! You don't need four episodes to have, like, awesome moments, too. Like, when those fucking Gungans took out Grievous... It was the best! Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Okay, but that's... And then Grievous walks out with the goldfish bowl. Yes! And the chains. Yes! Oh. Oh. And he laughs at Anakin as Anakin's dragged <laughs> yeah, by. Yeah. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so uh, long story short, Rhoda gets returned. 
Uh, Zero and Dooku are found out by the Huts, and uh, they get to use uh, the Republic is going to be able to use the trade lines uh, supplied by the Huts. So um, the Republic comes out on top thanks to the heroic efforts of happily ever after. Yep, the heroic efforts of Anakin Skywalker and his new Padawan Ahsoka Tano. All righty then. Always look on the light side of life. Free zero. Um, so, light side moment of the episode. Before that, though, uh, I'm not sure if it's changed since we rated last time, but IMDb is oh. giving the Clone Wars theatrical release a 5.9. Damn, dude. That's like Bombad Jedi levels. Yeah. Oh, it's the same. It's exactly the same as the last time. Oh, I don't think it's getting too many ratings anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it's days of getting. We should we should leave a scathing <laughs> review. <laughs> um, so, what do you think? Are you going above or below your five with this rewatch? It's a three. Yeah, it's a three. Um, light side moment for me is the monastery battle. Monastery battle. It's a good five minutes. It's yeah. cool. Um, also, the Dooku battle is kind of cool. Um, and it, black, the last time we watched this, you said uh, the whole Citadel battle was... I call it the Citadel. Yeah. Well, they call it a monastery in the Wikipedia, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that is now uh, shaping my worldview. That works. Um, yeah. And I'm going with the Dooku battle. It was very cool. Okay. Fair. Dooku, the whole Dooku lightsaber fight, very cool. Sam, what's your light side moment of the movie? So what's your favorite well, moment? So is that the fight where it's like the first time they're seeing each other after Attack of the Clones? Right. I believe that's the case. Yeah. yeah. So definitely that. That's a light side moment. Like it's pretty epic. Sure. It's a pretty good battle. Yeah. And and it's cool. Like the nice thing I think we've mentioned this watching through the Clone Wars. It's cool to see Anakin slowly get better and better fighting Dooku. Yeah. yeah. They do yeah. build that out nicely. There there is that one episode where they meet in I forget what like conference room it's, it's in. The Racco Hardies. It's on Naboo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But where Anakin actually starts to like get better yeah. than Dooku and Dooku's like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Okay. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Alright. Dark side moment of the Clone Wars movie. Ah, man. It's just... It's just... Not good. <laughs> it's just too long. And I, I'll say the dark side for me is like the NPC vibe just emanating from like random clones. It's rough, man. So our first watch through, do you remember what you gave dark side moment to? No. Zero. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So boy, how far we've come. Damn. Okay. What's your dark side, Adam? Um, ugh. The lost potential of this, because it could be a very good couple episodes, um, but also there is a specific moment where a droid or a uh, a clone just gets nailed by a droid. Um, I'll have to try to like make that. Do we get? Gift, do we get a but, scream? A name? Scream? We get like a like a light scream, and it's early on. It's like. But do we get another clone like thing. screaming their name? No, 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 no. Oh, uh, like hammerhead. Yeah, you no, know, like, we don't yeah, get that. Okay. But four minutes and 50 seconds in, I think, he, like, stands up to lead the charge and just gets, like, nailed and brought down. Man. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Gear shift? No, not gear shift. Okay. I actually wasn't even thinking about the other day. I just thought of it just now. <laughs> but you know what an underrated death was that we did not give enough credit to? 
Like, we talked all about Fat Cat, and we talked all about Delaney's kills. Dude, the kill on Malastare of that Doug that gets shot at, like, point-blank range. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's... Is it a spider tank that shoots him? I think so, Yeah. yeah. Like, he charges in, he stabs one, and then he turns, and a fucking spider tank... Like, literally hits him with a cannon <laughs> from, like, two feet away. I forgot about that. It's so funny. He's got, like, a little stick. <laughs> uh, all right, Sam. So, yeah, dark side moment. Honestly, like, the length of the movie. Oh, yeah. I was midway through study hall in school, and I fell asleep. Like, it, it, it put me to sleep. And then maybe whiny Anakin. Okay. Whiny Anakin. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Yeah, so, I can, yeah, I can get down with that. Um, so I, I think we'd all agree that this was a yeah. flop. That's a flop. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what else do we got here? It's been a while since we've hit all these buttons. Ah, <laughs> uh, Rex's laugh. Thank you, Rex. Yeah, that's from this movie. Yeah. You got to get it up. Cheese. Butter! out of bread. Me, me, indeed. I'm being canceled. Save me, Ben Shapiro, Dennis Prager. Okay. You know where we should go? Prager you. <laughs> <laughs> we should go to Prager you sometime. Uh, okay, Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Now, Sam, what we do here for Dark Horse Heroes, we're going to pick an all-star next. So your heavy hitter, your favorite character would be the next one. But this is like a um, unsung hero. This is an unsung hero. Maybe one that you wouldn't normally pick as like a standout character for you during this. The one that flies under the radar. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Zero the Hut. <laughs> it's because he's such a fancy guy. Yeah. Yeah. And keeping in themes with you. So, uh... And we also figured out that he's a pansexual. Yes, we did. So we would never would have figured it out unless we watched this movie again and it brought up that discussion. So my oh, yeah. dark my dark horse hero of the episode is the first time we get to see that dirty diaper droid in the way that he came out and held up that uh, the hollow for General Lolsom. He like throws it up and holds it between his antennas. Yes, we did have a it's diaper the first droid. time and keeping in in lockstep with you looking at my dark side from the first watch through. I wrote dirty diaper droid. So I don't know what was wrong with me back then because he was a breakout star. That was your dark side? Apparently. We love those little guys. I know. They rock. Yeah. All right, Sam, you got any dark horse, like a oh, unsung hero? got a little hot take going on. All right. <laughs> Jabba's. Hot take alert. <laughs> the, the, the baby. What's his name? Rhoda. Rhoda. Rhoda is, I, it, the entire movie's about him. The entire movie. Yeah. And then there's a part where he, like, breathes. Like, I I don't know, like, bad breath. The yeah, gas like, has come yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah, so, like... Yeah, you get to see know, Hut yeah. digestion system in action. I think it's pretty awesome, yeah. I think he's the dark hero. Yeah, and also, a uh, little preview of Good Hood, Rhoda. A little preview. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll, get to good, we'll explain Good Hood to you in a minute. All right. Hey, now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. Okay. Shut the fuck up, Boba. Okay. All-star. All-star of the episode. Now, this is pretty straightforward, Sam. All-star of the episode is just, who's the all-star? Who's best the best character, character in the entire episode? Who's your Anthony Edwards? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, John Morant would be a dark horse. Anthony Edwards, though. 
the, he's got flair, baby. The he's guy got from flair. Blackish? Huh? The guy from Blackish? John Morant's a basketball player. No, Anthony, that's Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is a basketball player. Anthony. You're thinking of Anthony, um, the guy that was in Hang Time when we were kids. Yeah. Anthony Anderson. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Get ball. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you know, we know him from Hang Time. That show was weird, man. <laughs> you remember that show? It was on like Saturday mornings on NBC. Yeah. It was like about a high school basketball team. It was like a kid's show. It was like shitty Saved by the Bell. And like, I think Reggie Theus was their coach. He used yeah. to play for the Sacramento Kings. Um, but then Reggie Theus got too big for it, I guess, and he left, and they got like uh, Bob Golick. <laughs> oh, he was also in Kangaroo Jack. Who? Anthony Anderson? No, Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Okay. No, uh, Anthony okay. Anderson was in Kangaroo Jack. I don't think Anthony Edwards was live when King. <laughs> um, no, but that the funny thing about Hang Time, the show, the gym they played in was like the size of this room. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they had to fit in on a studio, so they have like they got this. It's about a basketball, so they have these like games in this fucking court that's like the size of this room. It was terrible, terrible production values. Oh, All Star. Um, uh, all-star of the episode, got to go with R2-D2. R2-D2, again, Just because star Yeah. <laughs> he sees the battle coming, and he's just like, fuck this, and he leaves. <laughs> it was a, it's great. He just bolts right by Anakin. There were also multiple scenes. I can't remember if it was Cody or Rex, but it, like ran right up to him, and he gave him the little like head pat. Yeah. He was like a puppy getting a head scratch. Yeah, and he also did the rocketing past the fucking spider droids that got crushed. Yeah. I can't remember cool. if he does his like, famous, what? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. What? I don't think he does. Okay. Uh, he also uh, shows off his off-road abilities by traveling through the Tatooine Desert. Yeah. And he's he showed cool. off those uh, rocket boosters, too. Sure. All right. So you're you're going R2? R2. All right. Who you got, Sam? I mean, R2 is pretty cool. I think he did a good job in this movie. I All like right. R2-D2 it is. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. A lot of people in the movie suck, though. I'm just going to be honest. You're going to go with Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan did a pretty good job. Like, I liked Obi-Wan at the start so much. Yeah. Like, the negotiator, man. He is the cool. negotiator. The negotiator. I think that was awesome. General Kenobi. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. I go with Obi-Wan. That's, a, that's an acceptable replacement for R2. Yeah. I think sure. we both agree with that. Okay. So, those are your all-stars. Now, for our favorite segment. Now, Sam, what I'm going to hit here, you're going to be like, what the hell is this? But we're just picking who we think... Well, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Well, well, I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. Oh. Ooh. 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 Okay. So this is what we call Good Hood. Now, the purpose of Good Hood is you're going to take into account everybody that we've seen on screen, even inanimate objects, anything. <laughs> like anything that appears in this film, you can choose. But we want to pick who's looking hot, all right? Oh, hot! Yeah, so this is kind of like the, uh, this is like who, who, who would fucking do, who would hit a home run on like a New York Fashion Week on the runway? Paris Fashion Week. Kanye, who's wearing the Yeezys? Yeah. Yeah. Who is just looking hot? Okay. So, uh, for me, I'm going with Rhoda the Hutt. Now, 
One, because he just vibes on the fucking ground of the, the cement ground. But two, he fits perfectly in the backpack. Yeah. I mean, he just chills. He's got a nice teardrop shape to him. Yeah, he's got a good shape. Um, but I just like how he just plops right in the backpack. Yep. It's great. Um, so I'm going with Road of the Hut. All right. Who do you got? Oh, there were plenty of candidates. There oh, were a lot yeah. of, like, paints, paint, paint schemes on droids. Yeah. Uh, there were some camo clones in the beginning that looked really cool. Sure. Um, but I'm going to go with Padme Amidala. Not for her whale tail hair. Oh, you're going for the uh, the sneaky. She dressed up like Sheik from Zelda <laughs> when yeah. she went to meet with Jabba. Yeah. She yeah, did. she went incognito. Yeah, she dressed up like uh, one of the uh, Gerudo women. Yes. Yeah, she covered up. She was she was ready for desert travel. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting for that theme to start playing oh, when yeah. she showed up. Oh, I love the Gerudo Valley theme. It's the best. I remember playing Ocarina of Time when I was in, I don't know, when I was a freshman. I sucked at that game back I remember playing it and getting past the Gerudo Bridge and oh, being God. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, as soon as that theme started playing, it's when like I something else. When I couldn't figure thing. out how to get past the bridge, I would literally just run there and hang out at the bridge to listen to the music. Yeah. It's the great. best. It's a great song. Yeah. All right. Uh, who, who are you going to give good hood to? Oh, okay. There's a lot. I like the clones. All right. But uh, Asajj, Ventress, Obi-Wan fight. Lord have mercy. Yeah, we didn't even oh talk about God. that fight. We really did Oh. Um, but yeah, that was the genesis. Uh, Obi-Wan does this cool thing where she throws her cloak at him, and he cuts it in half. Yeah. With that, was, that, was, that was awesome. It's that was, very that cool. cool. Uh, let's play Asajj's theme. Now, Sam, one of the one of the <laughs> what one of the recurring themes on the podcast is uh, I have uh, a polycule of uh, girlfriends. Okay. So I like characters that I've fallen in love with. If you look behind you there, under Kelsey Grammer, do you see the the, the four cards there? I do see the cards. Yeah, those are some of my girlfriends there. So, um, the first official now the first official not official girlfriend, but the first girlfriend was Asajj Ventress. Uh, I became smitten with her. Um, so the polycule was not a thing. I just, whenever Venture would show up, I'd get that, right? So then I was like, Obi-Wan and Ventress have got a vibe, right? But then, then all of a sudden we got to Mandalore. And that's where we met the fucking Duchess. That's my second girlfriend. Okay. But she may be the most loved. Oh, she is a good one. Um, now, so it was two and I, I decided I'll have two girlfriends. That's fine. You know, um, people are polyamorous. They Not date sure. multiple people. Um, and then we get introduced to this lovely character who is just, this is, <laughs> she is the definition of dark horse. Is she not? Oh, she absolutely is. Especially in that episode. Yes. Now, uh, it's a character by the name of Tekla Meanout. Does that ring a bell for you? Not one bit. So she was like Padme's like assistant, handmaiden, and um, it's a, some episode where Padme's trying to like secure funds for like I don't know like a food food or something. <laughs> <laughs> but Tekla gives this rousing speech, and poor Tekla, like she's literally like Padme's right hand person, and Padme just knows nothing about her. 
It's just, it's all embarrassing. But anyways, I fell in love with Tecla, so we got a little, little leather and lace. What do you think of this song? Ooh. Now, your brother doesn't like Don Henley. You gotta like this song, right? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. You in the moonlight. Okay, so now it's it's officially turning into a thing here. I mean, we're up to three now. I got three girlfriends. Um, and then we get to Mortis. And the Mortis daughter, now, she's like nine feet tall. And I, <laughs> I just want her to carry me around on her shoulders, put me in a little baby Bjorn. Uh, but Mortis' daughter, with her long green hair and her just her, she has a glow about her. I love her. Deep V. So that's Mortis' daughter. She's got the deepest of these. Yeah. So now we're up to four. Um, we still got two more to go. Hope you're not bored. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then I, as I expanded my Star Wars knowledge and I began re- reading outside, and you know. Uh, I fell in love with a comic book character from the High Republic series that is uh, just wrapped. That particular run just wrapped up. That would be Avar Chris. Oh, she is a saucy bitch. Uh, but yeah, she is a Jedi Master. About 200 years before the events that we were discussing today. Uh, and then finally, I lost the Duchess. And so I had to replace her with a Kreese, right? So, Bo-Katan, oh. uh, she really showed me something in that Siege of Mandalore arc, and uh, she became my first girlfriend to have a oldies song. This is a great song. So, yeah, that's my polygon. Uh, anytime I mention one of them, I, there's like a... 50% chance I talk about all six of them. I can't wait until Rebels, where we just get to keep adding oh, that I already, weird, wacky mix. Uh, uh, Rebels spoiler for everybody. Hera's going in week <laughs> one. <laughs> she can get it. <laughs> she can get it. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, we don't got a tagline. Is there a tagline on this? No, huh? There isn't? No, just cold open. Okay. Well, let's just play the music anyways. Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. Um, any final thoughts before we get on out of here? Oh! Thanks for bearing with this two-and-a-half-hour episode. Yeah, did you warn him? <laughs> no. You no, warned Sam about not any of all. this? Nope. Were you like, yeah, I'll be there half an hour? Yeah. Came in cold. He's fine. Does he got school tomorrow? Yeah. What time do you got to go for school? Six o'clock. He's a senior. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we don't got anything. Uh, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Send us an email. We are at clonecastpod at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at clonecastpod. Reach out if you want to join the Discord. Sam, I think you're going to get a link at oh, some point. Steven joined. Steven joined. One Famine. of the originals. Yeah. And Adam is going to be posting on there this week. Yes, I am. Uh, and the also, color check. I picked for the. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Color talk. Uh, Amidal Initiative. Uh, Mo's store. Check yes. it out. Check Episode it out. description. So we will see you next time for a bonus episode before Rebels. Until then, may the lesbian whales be with you. That's what you say you love.
booze and crack and cocaine To get high, that's what you say you love But it's really insane You could die, what are you thinking of? 